This podcast is part of the How We Are Network. For information on this episode and many other like-minded shows, visit howweare.org. That's H-O-W-W-E-A-R-E dot O-R-G. And welcome to a extremely special holiday edition of 100 Words or Less, the podcast. I'm your host, Ray Harkins, and happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you're celebrating, and wherever you are. I'm releasing this on Christmas, so have a great day. Hopefully, you are spending it with people you love, opening presents, and, you know, just being festive and hopefully relaxing. I think it's a lot of people's favorite time of the year because they can actually be like, oh, just chill out for a second. And because of that, I'm giving you a nice, huge podcast. (laughs) This thing is over two hours and I had so much fun recording it. It is our annual year-end podcast where we basically talk about all of our favorite records, best movies, best TV, just pop culture all wrapped up into one nice gift for you. And so I invited my great friends, Jeremy Bohm, the vocalist for a band called Touche Amore, a previous guest of the show, and one of my extremely good friends, Joey Cahill as well, who is the owner of 6131 Records and also a previous guest on the show. Just strap in. This is going to be a long one, but it was really fun. And hopefully there will be some records that you haven't listened to that get pointed out in here and you're like, you know what? I need to check this out. So without further ado... Here is our extremely long conversation, and I'm not even going to talk to you afterwards. I'm just going to leave it at that. Just let it kind of just die out. The editor for this episode is Tom Richfield. Visit propertyofzack.com. Visit 100wordspodcast.com. Merry Christmas. Enjoy. your 2013 like jeremy well to be completely honest i had this conversation with joey the other night yeah uh, uh, saw joey at the american nightmare show which we were just discussing sure and we were talking about the, how this podcast is we we're gonna do it this week and i was like this is by far the hardest year i've had to pick favorite records mm-hmm. and i've talked to other friends like nick from touche for example who's like i have so many it's hard to put them it's hard to make 10 right this year didn't blow me away mm-hmm. there were some records that i really really liked but i don't know if it's because Oh, so you're saying you had a hard I time. I had a hard time picking finding 10, rec- ten. Okay. Finding 10 records that I, like, on my list, I, I won't specifically say which ones, but like, there's records on my list that I think are good, mm-hmm. but I'm not like, holy shit, right. like, about. Can, can we guess? And I'm, no, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Can we take them out? <laughs> can we, just, yeah. just like a whisper, like, yeah, that was it, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's not a dig on any of the bands or mm-hmm. anything like that. It's just maybe, like you just said, like maybe it's 
Maybe it's me. Sure. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Maybe my attention span is. You used to be cool, but now you've I used changed. to be cool, but now I've changed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now you're just now you're just like the demo's the best guy. <laughs> Demo <laughs> Far from that. Yeah, Far I know. That. Right. Well, do you find do you find it is like are you listening to less music now? Because like that's obviously a discussion that a lot of people have, where it's just like you know, especially like as we obviously all grow older. Yeah. We spend our time doing different things, whether it's like listening to podcasts or whatever. Like, yeah. Do you find yourself listening to less? Uh, no, not so much. There was the records that I really liked that I just stuck to. Mm-hmm. And then when newer records came out that I, that I was into, I listened to them for a period, but then I didn't find myself being like, oh, keep revisiting it. I need it. to yeah. keep going back to that. Sure. Exactly. Whereas the years prior, you, you know, the three of us have been having this nerd conversation for like the 12 years, 13 years of our friendship. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it was, it was weird for me. Yeah. Oh. Do you, can you relate at all, Joey, or are you far from? No, I, it was very easy for me to find 12 records and then narrowing it down to 10 was hard, but it was a weird year because lay it out on the table. My three favorite bands are AFI, Jimmy World, Alkaline Trio, and all of them had new records out this year. And none of them are on my list. There you go. Wow. Yeah. So it's it's like these records that like when I kept seeing, you know, seeing like release dates for this year, I was like, this year's fucking crazy. Right, right. right. And then when records came out, I'd be like, I mean, I like all three of those records a lot, but I don't know. Did they, yeah, they did. Did they resonate? Were they something that you were going to revisit if you already didn't have this huge affinity for the band you know it's like you just listen to the new jimmy world is like hey this is like new jimmy world records as a i mean that's impossible for us to do yeah of course but like yeah like, like that's a record that i i got i listened to about twice and i think i only made it to the last track once yeah so i was, I was like eh, last track really good is it good yeah yeah you know? <laughs> yeah i definitely I, I i agree i mean jimmy world is the only one on that list that i would yeah really identify with but yeah i i, I listen to that record maybe less than a handful of times there was just a ton of records that came out that i was excited about and i listened to and I'm like oh this is really good mm-hmm. and then just like put it in my back pocket and moved on like the records on my list are they the best records of the year well, probably, but they're the records that I listen to more than anything else. Right. Well, in your, in your opinion, I mean, I think that's like the, yeah, of the that's the it's, definitive, I think, especially because all of us have done this for so long, we never, we apply this directly to the fact like these are records that we listened to the most that had yeah. an impact on us, like whether or not it's obviously, you know, part of a larger cultural conversation that doesn't, that's never, <laughs> that's yeah. clearly never mattered to us. I thought for me personally, I, I had no problem. I had probably about 40 to 50 records that like probably were, I mean, by no means all, you know, bangers as people say, but certified club bangers, certified club bangers, but they were all like, there was like, these are really good records. And I've listened to 40 or 50. Yeah. I don't know if I could tell you 40 or 50 records (laughs) that came out. I could but see here. And I think a lot of it has to do with my hyper organization in regards to the fact, like if I did listen to a record, I tossed a song into a playlist of mine and then from there, I like was able to keep like it, if I ever was like struggling for something to listen to and just like want to put something on immediately, I refer to that list and then okay. I kept kind of revisiting it. So I really did find myself paying way more attention to like that compiling list that I had than I ever had in the past. And okay. I think because over the past couple of years, I've had more struggles like you had where yeah. it was kind of like, oh man, like I can't even remember what came out this year. And then you had to like look around Friend. random lists or whatever. I just, uh, earlier today I went, I was looking up certain websites, like right. top lists to be like, is there something I'm forgetting about? Yeah, totally. And then there were some bands that I keep seeing the name, but I haven't listened to. I was like, maybe I should listen to this to, to see if this is anything I'd give a shit about. Right, there's right. a lot that I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, uh, 
Is, is this band the 1975? Oh, yes. Yeah. No, this, no, I've never heard not. of They're <laughs> a lot of people, people like that. Oh, a lot of people love that record. What yeah, the fuck? I mean, I it sounds like I indie American re- uh, all American rejects. To oh, me. totally. It sounds like like I was expecting like a it's like indie all American rejects meets like with like Bonnie Vart, like kind of a it is it's like a mix of so much yeah, like it is very by, white people shit. Totally, it is it is by <laughs> definition. <laughs> It's like the most calculated pop record, yeah. like, and this is another. I mean, I apologize if it's on any of your list, but that that Heim record or Haim, however you Not want to say list. it. I've heard one song when this is garbage, and I turned it off. Yeah, see, like it, both of those records, like I can listen to and I can enjoy. It's like nothing. It's like there's a no piece substance of substance. It, it, totally. It's it's it has the longevity of a piece of gum. Where I'm like, yeah. this you know, like fruit stripe gum. Or we're talking like no, fruit stripe gum. were like four seconds. Yeah, but. right. Maybe a little <laughs> bit longer than fruit stripe. Yeah, maybe like a Wrigley's, like a juicy fruit, where it's okay. like you're like, fuck, this is really good, and then it then it kind of dies off really quickly. Okay. But yeah, both like both of those records, for like for a minute. When you first listen to it, it's like, oh man, like this is cool and it's kind of exciting. Once you put it in the context of like, dude, in like two years, am I going to look back on this record and be like, wow, this is really, this really shaped, shaped (laughs) my 23rd. No, No, not at all. But yeah. And the only other thing that I personally would like to mention, I've definitely, I've transitioned into a whole new world of like movie soundtracks and scores, like in ways that I, I mean, never had before. Oh my God. Like five years ago, I'd be like, yeah, you're going to be listening to a lot of movie scores. Like what? Who, who the fuck does that? Yeah. But I, I mean, through the help of, of all these record labels that are reissuing like old horror and science fiction, um, right. Movie stuff. It's like, it's helped me appreciate that more. And it's just like, for me, it's like the perfect work music where it's like great it, background music for sure. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And so I found myself listening to that a lot where it's like, yeah, five years ago, I'd be like, where's the mosh? <laughs> um, yeah. I just want to give a shout out yeah. to Mumford and Sons <laughs> creating a genre of major level indie rock that <laughs> all these bands do. That's all you hear on the radio now. So yeah. Thank you. Thank you for these bands I'll you, never hear of again in about two years. Of Monsters and Men. Yeah. Monsters and Men. Lumineers. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I, yeah. The the idea that this genre will exist for another three to five years and then obviously it will recycle into something else. Ska. Yeah. Ska, yeah. Before, fifth wave ska? If I could have a superpower, what would your superpower is a great getting to know someone conversation? Yeah. Because someone just goes, invisible. You're like, mm, fuck you. You're not very creative. Right. But, <laughs> and you're, and you're but, oh, fly. Well, okay. Well, yeah. who doesn't? Right. So I think I'm going to change mine. Okay. The ability to take someone from a certain era and just show them something from now. Okay. Which is kind of a thing. Sure. I feel like taking someone who fucking loved Godsmack in like mm. the, the mid to late 90s. <laughs> And just play them current K-Rock okay, in yeah. LA here. And just be like, yeah, this is what's cool now. And just watch their brain explode. Right. Like, like, what? We used to be so aggressive. Yeah. What happened? Yeah, what? Trapped, Papa Roach. Yeah, yeah. Like, trust, trust Company. Trust, yeah, exactly. Trust Company. And just like, like yeah, dude, you're going to be totally hanging out. Just driving, in, sitting in LA traffic. Yeah. Having to listen to the Lumineers. Hey, I'm listening to, to Banjo's. <laughs> Banjos and yeah, and and this, the funniest part about this conversation is the three of us genuinely like a lot of stuff that doesn't sound far off from that. No, yeah. but the stuff that we like is stuff that is I would like to say genuine, and it comes from a real place. When it's a band I've right. never heard of that's instantly on a major label and sounds like bands I like, I just see. Through we it. talked about this though. I think what the situation is is that it's commercial radio stations owned by you know larger companies, whatever. Bitter at the indie rock labels because they're the ones who've taken over. So they then sign and manufacture these bands that 
no one has ever heard of have no background at all, but yeah. they think it's going to appeal to those, which it has, sure. to the Coachella crowds and stuff like that. But they don't actually have any sort of soul or substance or, or anything like, like that. Or right. true indie exactly to their indie. Well, rock. they're just yeah. they're 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 simply just for lack of a better term, they're just musicians. Like these are musicians that are performing music that, regardless of what genre, is just based off the time. Right, it's just and like conveniently wear suspenders and funny hats. And like when I heard shirts. Of Monsters and Men, I was like, okay, so it sounds like. They are from Iceland, though, so shout out to that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like Damien Rice singing yeah. over Edward Sharp <laughs> with, yeah. with, with uh, a female vocalist not far off from, like, a she and him mm-hmm. situation. I was like, perfectly calculated. It's the v- vanillization of music, where it's just like, it's you can play that stuff and, like, I mean... All three of us can like listen to that and be like, not be overly offended. It's just like, oh, what? Like it's disposable. Yeah. Heard it, yeah, totally. And it's just like it's it's so calculated and safe and just like right up the middle that it's like it's not going to offend anybody. All it's going to do is appeal to the widest base of people. Do you say white, whitest, <laughs> and widest? <laughs> so that I, I mean, I think that's just. It. I just gotta wonder how many K Rock listeners have been lost due to this stuff. Yeah, you know, it makes me it genuinely. Don't worry, they still play plenty of Red Hot Chili Peppers in Sublime. <laughs> and, uh, shout out to Sublime and Metallica occasionally. <laughs> it, it is pretty funny to listen to them and be like, okay, you just played Everlong into uh, Give It Away, Give It Away, Give It Away, <laughs> right. now into Muffet right. and Sons, right, right, into System of a Down, right, and then like, yeah, you got to throw in like four Black Key songs in there. Oh, then, God. yeah, and then this, and then that is that and is news, maybe, right, yeah. And then that is fully representative of what's happening yeah. at the iHeartRadio Music Festival. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now well, we've yeah, talked well, much shit about No, 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 that's yeah. just we're 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 putting it out there. That's yeah. that's what it should be done. So who wants to start? I well I threw it to you initially, Jeremy. I don't know if you okay. wanna you wanna start this thing off. You wanna well, de- de-virginize just, it. I'll de-virginize it. Uh, number <laughs> number ten, uh, I'm gonna go the Cigarose record that okay. uh, the three of us cannot pronounce. <laughs> And uh, I've never heard or even seen. I'm going to take a shot. Kviker? Yeah, that's, that sounds Kviker. about right. See, we have this way of trying to... Americans have a way of trying to trying to pronounce every letter in the word. Right. Don't know if that's right. Right. Maybe it's a silent K. It's v- Maybe, v- Viker. Viker. Yeah. Maybe it's a silent V. I don't know. Yeah. It had everything that their last record didn't, which I don't even know. Like The, the one with the green cover. Yeah. So yeah. The v. Mm-hmm. That was such a listen to it once and was like I had nothing I took nothing from that. Right. So I went into this record like great album cover, really dark looking, like maybe this is wolf weird white looking wolf thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then I watched their performance on I think it was uh Fallon. Oh okay. Fallon, and and it was super dark. Like mm. super, super dark. And so I put the fir- put the record on and the first song is incredibly heavy. Yeah. In like a way that they've never been before, and I was like yeah. This might be great, and uh, I went back to working at a record store this year, and that was one of the most played things. It was like it's perfect record store background music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, it, it can totally be one of those things where a person's listening to it and be like, "What? What is that? Yeah, well, yeah. What, what are you, what's playing in the background?" Totally, and that helps sell cigarettes records. I think a lot. Yeah, and it's just that. It's, well, it's definitely, and it definitely returned, like you were saying, where it's like it it returned the band. I mean, they actually that was like one of the marketing things. Of this record was like, oh, they're like they're back to playing like their instruments, like the core right. instruments that made the band, which I thought was awesome. Totally, totally. Uh, Ser- serious question. Yeah, should I listen to Cigarettes? <laughs> yeah, I've never. Listened yeah, to that. I think you should. You really? 
Really? Oh. The record Talk T A K K. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's by far my favorite. That record is so enjoyable and inc- like has such incredible replay value. Totally. Um, the first th- the first three records like the AGTs, Burnham, the parentheses one, record, yeah. and then the top like Talk T A K K. Knowing you, you could pick stuff out that you would like re listen to. I you're not. You also have heard a lot of those songs from the millions of movies that you've seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Movie trailers and yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, have you seen what the background on my computer is? No. What is it? <laughs> oh, that's good. The artwork of the year. That's good. And I like the the um... to the listeners at home. It's the cover of, of it's the cover of the new Black Flag album. I like how uh, you also got the highest quality version too. Yeah, it's, no, it's, it's about as it's, high quality yeah, as the actual yeah, cover. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's true. It's uh, up for debate whether it's a preliminary South Park sketch right. or maybe the preliminary Sour Patch Kids sketch. Um, oh yeah, yeah. They're, way, they're I, workshopping it. Either way, I well, what's your what's your number ten, Joey? Uh, my number 10 is Tegan and Sarah Heartthrob. It's great. I never liked them. That sucks. The Until this record. Them. Really? <laughs> like, oh! I know. Like, I, it wasn't like I disliked them. I just never, I never identified with anything that they did. Okay. And then I saw them do one of those Warner Brothers summer sessions. Yeah. Like, they played, uh, and they played like two or three songs off this, and I was like... Did they do a full band, or was it... Full band. And I was like, holy shit, like this, they clearly they've rounded a corner and they know what they need to do in order to, you know, gain a new audience or whatever. I, but yeah, I, I, I love the record. This Nick from Touche, who is the, the ambassador to pop music for me, because <laughs> yeah. he listens to some of the worst shit that I've ever heard in my entire life. Agreed. He calls this the best pop record of the year, and this is a guy who loves all, all it, that pop stuff. It's pop it, that beats the Ariana, Ariana Grande record. <laughs> <laughs> not not from my perspective, yeah. just from those, yeah. those those sort of people. It's, it's poppy enough for pop kids, and it still has that like indie sensibility that their other records have. And it is the one of the only records of the year that Nicole, my wife, and me can agree on. Okay, okay. It's uh, it's so incredibly Cindy Lauper that it's it's hard for me to see through that. Whereas I'm such a fan of you don't see the true colors. <laughs> Boom. Uh, I like the con so much, and then with this record, tried to listen to it a few times, and and uh, it so like two, you could you could tell that they've had they have they uh, and they you could see in the liner notes like other they people had wrote some the songs yeah, yeah it's not sure. as good as the con yeah but it's probably my second favorite if I had to listen to a pop record I would after to Miley Cyrus you would oh yeah I would never like knowing everything that I have about all their their entire history I, I'm not going to go back and listen to their other yeah. records like yeah. I just I'm like I'm shocked I like, you don't like the con you would love the con yeah maybe, maybe I'll maybe I'll give it another you're not listen to you're, no if there's any record you're going to go back and listen to okay. or should it's the con okay yeah. I just remember it's like all the that. guys in Camadre mm-hmm. the ones who sold me on it they they sing uh, I think it was Tegan who sings on the Against Me song yes that, yeah. which was the reason that that's the reason I bought the con right so it was about that same time when that came out, and then uh, the guys in Camadre, I saw them posting that it's their favorite record of the year, and I was like, maybe this is something I should listen to. And then I bought it on a whim, and I was like, this is awesome. Because so. they were they were around in the Bionic days, right? We were yeah, Bionic. I made fun of them. Right. Like the, I just remember... The, I did um, not like them at all. The amount of promos that we got for them, and I'm like, it's like oh. the Don Sebastian thing for you. Exactly. Because yeah. they hate it for no apparent reason, and then you realize that they're the best. <laughs> then I actually ever. listened to them. So you're like, yeah. wait a minute. Did make, didn't make my list, though, but... Number ten, right? Number ten. This and this is uh, symbolic of the. I mean, this is a great record, but it's symbolic of like the score, movie soundtrack stuff. The new Boards of Canada record, "Reach for the Dead." Uh, I, I know, I know, you would never have ever listened to Boards of Canada. You might have at some point. They because they're just a like. It, 
uh, two piece, like whatever, two artists from like the UK. They just yeah. do a bunch of weird shit, like what they did for Record Store Day. The single of this record, they press one copy, they put it in a record store in the UK, just a random store. Like, didn't announce yeah. it. Someone found it. Was like, what the fuck is this? This is a new Boards of Canada single. And then, like, you know, went home and started looking online. Was like, what is this? Boards of Canada posted something the day after. And was like, hey, did anybody pick up our new record? Or our new single off the new record? And then one guy was like, yeah. And they were like, okay, the cool. chances of that one guy paying attention. Totally. Like, I mean, story, there's a bunch of assholes who just buy anything. For yeah, sure, for so sure. That, they rocked right. out very hard. Oh, for sure. The one guy. I mean, and they do really well, like, in the UK, like, because okay. that's where they're from. They can do whatever they that's want. That's so fucking expensive to press one record. Right, dude. <laughs> I hope it was just a test press. <laughs> Probably. It had to have been. Yeah. Well, I don't even know if they put out that single on vinyl anyways. But it's just, it's... Yeah. Because they're they're normally oh, that's the first thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, it's we're super not expensive. impressed by the one. We're more impressed by like how that costs a, a lot of money. That's yeah. a lot of money <laughs> to do lacquers for that and everything. Yeah, did they did they sell for a thousand dollars? No, I think I think they I think it was probably like fifteen twenty bucks or something like that or what? I don't, maybe that was more. But I would have seen that seven inch and like fifteen bucks for a. And it was a tw- it was a twelve inch, dude. Oh, it's a twelve. Yeah, yeah. That's what's even yeah okay. even more expensive. Yeah. But uh, yeah, because they 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 they're, they're mostly based in like the electronic music sector. Um, no vocals, but yeah, it just okay. was a very... It's good to know that even though Scott's not here, you're filling the void of some of the things Scott Like I say. said, this is very symbolic of like... Because I couldn't put like the, uh, you know, soundtrack for fucking Rosemary's Baby or something like that. Like <laughs> something that's... Been, that? What's the company? That's, <laughs> there's the, the labels that are doing it, like they're just doing such an amazing job of this like reissue stuff. Death Waltz Records are based out of the UK. It's an old hardcore kid. He's the curator for Record Store Day over in the UK. Okay. Um, there's a label called Waxworks. Again, an old hardcore kid. Lives in Louisiana. He did like the bright or the reanimator soundtrack, and then he's doing the Rosemary's Baby soundtrack and some other ones. And there's another label in the UK called One Way Static. And it's okay. it's just really strange because within the past year and a half, this has all popped up. Because I, I order all the Mondo ones. Right. Who was doing it first? Did someone like start the trend? The Mondo and Death Waltz kind of started at the same time. Death Waltz had a few before Mondo did. And I mean, Mondo likes to view themselves as a re- They're not a record label. Like, yeah. <laughs> Has anyone done Halloween 3 yet? They did, yes. The Halloween season, 3, Season, season of, of the, the Witch. Witch. Yes, <laughs> Death Waltz Records did that. Oh my god. And the soundtrack's incredible. Do you know what's, do you know what's harder than finding the soundtrack? Yeah, finding, finding the, the movie. movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because it's so batshit insane. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's let's remove Michael Myers. Right, right. We don't let's need re- that. And the villain will be the head of a company. Yeah. Basically, let's use using using a mask to blow up kids' faces. On right. Home, on exactly. Home. That's it's yeah. a conspiracy. To, Microchip yeah. in a piece of Stonehenge. Right. Which is actually what it is. Yeah. Did you see it when you were in Stonehenge? Went to Stonehenge. <laughs> yeah, I did. Cool. It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Uh, um, genius plot. Joey, number nine. Uh, my number nine is Drug Church, Paul Walker, R.I.P. Paul Walker. R.I.P. <laughs> this is came out on No Sleep. Pat Kinlan from Self Defense Family's Alter Ego, hard, hardcore, hardcore-ish yeah. band. Yeah, and it's great. It's just aggressive. It's way more straightforward than Self Defense Family or NB people or, argue or, that it's way more listenable. His voice is way more listenable than this. Yeah, see it work. You know, maybe works with the music a little better. But yeah, this record's great. I love it. I very, very DC influenced. Like that's all. Like that when I listen to it, that's like a majority of what I hear. Like as far as like you know whatever rights of spring and that whole jank. It's like aggressive guitars, but not really grating. Give a little spoiler for 2014. The Self Defense Family LP, Try Me, will be on the, my list next year. But 
It was so close to the end, and technically the street date's the seventh one. <laughs> I mean, it's good. We, we had a good argument over this. <laughs> well, that's good. That's yeah. good. You can do this, and then we can see if Joey's promise will live up yeah. when we meet next If time. I remember this record. In, oh, 100%. Because stuff that comes out in January, really fucking hard to last yeah. the entire year. Yeah. I'm going to already start making notes. I yeah. Mean, the pre-order's out. It's yeah, up it's, and it's out. Just, it's out. It's yeah. out. Yeah. But it's and on. Right. And people have it in their hands. It's on digital streaming. Yeah, it's on. It's on digital streaming services. It's yeah. out. Yeah, it's, it's out. But it also comes out next year. You're fine. Whatever. Yeah, go for back. Fuck you. Yeah, I'll, you're I fine. Do so much. I'll do it twice. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just had, like I said, I had such a hard time coming up, narrowing down to ten from twelve. Yeah. That I just said I'm going to do Paul Walker this year. Self Defense Family next year. J Bone number nine. Uh, this is me also cheating a little bit. Because it's two records. Kevin Devine, Bubblegum Slash Bulldozer. There you go. Two records come out on the same day. Put out by Kickstarter. Yeah. Uh, when I first got both of them, I found myself more attached to the Bubblegum record. Mm-hmm. But now that I've taken my time with Bulldozer, I like it just as much. Which, uh, which one, one is which? Yeah, which one's the Jesse Lacey? Jesse Lacey, from what I understand, did Bubblegum. Okay. Which is one with the George Washington cover. And it's, it's, it's got more just like rock influence okay. to it. Whereas Miracle of '86 influence, yeah. Um, which uh, whereas the other one is is more straightforward, just acoustic-y, But he, I mean, there's some drums on there too, but it's not like a rock record. The great, always been a big Kevin Devine fan. He continues to put out great records. He has a lot of them. He's very prolific. Yeah, you I mean, mean, putting out two full lengths within a year, like regardless if you're yeah. doing it at the same time, that's a lot of material. Absolutely, absolutely. And I know that could be. Fearful for some people to be like, I want to get into Kevin Devine. Oh, shit, he has. Where to begin, right? Exactly. Whereas I've, I personally have been a fan since Miracle of 86, right. his old band, which is, so I got into him after his second acoustic record. Mm-hmm. But I appreciate him. I think he's a, a great songwriter, great lyricist, great yeah. dude, all that stuff. So for sure. There you go. My number nine, uh, this is my most surprising record for two reasons. One, because I saw them live and they blew me away. Uh, and then just how many times I listened to the record. It was one of those things when I look back, I was like, I listened to that record that much? Like yeah. on my last event. Uh, Native, Unorthodox. <clears throat> I saw them on that tour they did with Daylight. Yeah. And I'd like, I'd kind of listened to the record, but it was, I bought the LP at the show. Yeah. I can't think of the last time that I like did that where it was like, oh, I have no other, like, I have to do this immediately just to, you know, support yeah. the band, whatever. Um, it, they were just, there. there's elements of like Ink and Dagger, Frotus, and then it has like, they've kind of lost a lot of the whole like, you know, for lack of a better term, like the Screamo vibe that they had on some of their earlier stuff. But they just, yeah, and they fucking blew me away live. I need to listen to this record. I haven't listened to it yet. And since like early TA days, we've known right. those guys. They've, they had close ties with a lot of dispute. Right. They used to tour together. I need to listen to the record. I, I just haven't. Yeah. gotten around to it. I've heard great things about it. Yeah, but, I feel it's like I feel like whatever they've they've obviously been doing in the past, they finally have kind of hit on something that seems to like work for them, mm-hmm. and they just have, they have a great live show. Yeah, I was like I said, that's the one I was like, really? Oh, I guess I guess this will be in my top ten. <laughs> yeah. I, I listened to it a fuck lot, so yeah, I'll jump right in at number eight. Do it. There we go. This is kind of one of the well, I guess there's another heavy record in here, but Dead in the Dirt, the Blind Hole that came out on Southern Lord. That happens die. You know, a lot of people like nails, and I like nails, yeah. but I like Dead Dirt better. I think, I mean, it, there's just so many things that they do, I mean, that I personally identify with, like, the, you know, being a vegan straight edge drop, you know, yeah. D-beat band. It's like, yeah, like, that's up my alley. Yeah, they're just unapologetic about it, and they just do what they do, and it's awesome. And there's, like, a little sense of melody in this one that they've never kind of had, like, I mean... For seconds, not like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. very, very minuscule, but it's like 
25 songs in like totally. six minutes. Totally. The but record's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I love uh, that record. The singer Blake mm-hmm. and I have, I've known Blake because he used to be in a band called Me and Him Call It Us that Thriller oh, toured with. Oh, yeah. Huh. Wow, so I didn't know that. When Me and Him Call It Us broke up, mm-hmm. Aaron went to start Oh Brother. Oh. Blake went to start Dead in the Dirt. Dead in the Dirt, got it. It's just kind of crazy that from, you know, that's that's how Touche's come to know a brother mm-hmm. and Blake and I have stayed Stayed in touch. Yeah, exactly. We've that's cool. Friends. Super proud of both of them. They haven't really stayed too good of friends, which is which has been kind of oh, that's a shame. It's 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 kind of like an it's always been like a little bit of a bummer thing. Right. Uh, Aaron's actually not in Oh Brother anymore. Oh okay. But when going to Atlanta and wanting to hang, it's always just kind of like <laughs> two, uh, two separate trips. Yeah, 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 exactly. exactly. Uh, yeah, I'm super proud of Blake. That record's awesome, and I you could tell that he's doing exactly what he wants to do because right. that's who always who he was. Just yeah. like aggressive. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, loves tragedy, loves drop dead, loves all that stuff. Totally. Just, and I just, I love, I also love the fact that Southern Lord's putting it out where it's just yeah. like, it's just, it's just great that they were like, yeah, like regardless of whatever political beliefs that the band has that don't like aren't akin to anything else that we put out, the sheer brutality of this makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Jeremy, cool. I'll throw it to you because I, I was looking at Joey, but I know I always, I don't know why I always look at you, Joey. Modern Life is War. Oh. Fever Hunting. Okay. It's the record I wanted them to make. Um, I think it's the record that everyone wanted them to make. Uh, so just replace this record with Midnight in America? Yeah. <laughs> I, I would, Mid- like... Midnight I, in America is a record that I will still, once or twice a year, try to see if under- I can like. To, to, it's just, try to, yeah. it's just never going to work. Well, and I, I think Joey and I had a brief conversation about this. Like, what if Modern Life is War put out Fever Hunting when Midnight in America came out? Would they still be a band? Would they still be a band? That's a good question. I don't know. Who knows? But, because I think they were going through inner band turmoil right, right, too. Right, right, right. This is the perfect comeback record for them. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's, it's crippledly recorded. It, it's not a witness rebirth or it's like a witness. witness. Like re, they didn't yeah. rehash. Yeah, witness. for sure. Like, like yeah, they weren't really like, yo, here's, here's our dead Ramones, like version yeah. two. Right. Yeah. It completely appeals to anyone who loved witness, but it could also has the appeal to anything current. I appreciate that there's choruses on it, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Like a lot of the songs have like very hooky choruses, which is something that you don't regularly see yeah. in, in the genre. Right. Um, so yeah, I fucking, I love it. I, I love that awesome. record. Yeah, it, did, it did not make my list, but yeah, I, it did I, not make my list. But I it was it was in contention. They still have it live. One hundred percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you got for number eight, Joey? Number eight, uh, Waxahachie. Ooh. I don't know how to cerulean salt. See, this is one of those records that I wish I would have remembered because that probably could have been on my list. I don't know. Did you move to Brooklyn, Joey? No, I'm. I live in Venice. It's oh, that's right. It's close West. to Santa Monica. Right, yeah. right, that's right. Um, <laughs> I, I had to make the joke. One of the sisters from P.S. Elliot, and it's just very stripped down. I mean, this record's a little less stripped down than the last one, but... Um, oh, I didn't even know. I thought this was... No. And it's just great. Yeah. It's, it's really, really good. I, the appeal to me when I first heard it was, it sounds like songs that... And this isn't... I don't want to take anything away from her for being original or anything like that, but if you were ever a fan of early 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 rilo kiley like takeoffs and landings era i can see that that's what i hear from this like from that, the, yeah. you can attach yourself to it from the limited amount of like i i need to spend more time with this record yeah. but from the limited amount like that was the immediate vibe that i got yeah like it's very very few chords in the songs mm-hmm. very straightforward simple but very effective yeah that's the way i look at it literally about three days ago Learned that the other sisters was in and started another band. Swearing. 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 Yeah. And that record's also great, but I've only listened to it like twice. I actually just got it in the mail when I got home. Like, I, ha- I haven't spent time with it, but I hear it's awesome. Um, it's really good. 
But the Wax Hatchie record is top awesome, notch. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I don't know. They just it strikes me as odd that they're a band that's blowing up because it's so simple. Yeah, yeah. like maybe that's why I don't know. Yeah. But then again, not but, to compare them, Best Coast is as simple as you can get. Oh yeah, and that's like the biggest thing in the world. That's sure. So, and I would much rather listen to Wax Hatchie than <laughs> that makes two of us slightly different sounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nothing against Best Coast. I like that first record, but no. sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. How, how about you do number seven? You could just. I will do number seven. And on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, my number seven is Incendiary, Cost of Living. <laughs> oh, oh shit! Yeah. I forgot about that record. <laughs> That's a good ass record. Um, probably my favorite hardcore record of the year. Um, actually, looking at my list, it is my. It's heavy. It's '90s influence. It sounds like Indecision. Oh yeah. I love Indecision. It definitely has snap case vibes too. It's, oh, for sure. A little VOD in there as well. Down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so down. So down. Um, I saw them in New Jersey at some point, and it was one of the craziest sets I've ever seen. Like they're incredible live, they're good dudes, and the records the records awesome. Yeah, um, I completely forgot about this record. I don't think it would have made my top ten, but it's I would definitely say it's the best hardcore record that came out this year. The first song just hits so heavy. Yeah, and when it, I'll be completely honest, so when I got this record, I was like. I was like, everyone's talking about it. Everyone like it. it was right when I started working back at the record store. Kids were it was on the label that everybody's psyched about at the moment. Close casket. So I was like, yeah. all right, let's see if there's anything I can attach myself to <laughs> at thirty. Right. <clears throat> so I put it on, and it starts, which is like breakdown or sort of thing. And I was like, mm, mm. this might not be for me. And then when the song drops. And it goes into that real snap Casey part. I was like, all right, I'm in. Yeah. 100% I'm in. This Dude, the, is their super split, good. The two songs they have in the split was the ball, but the ball, that was so good. That, that is what made me buy stock in the band. I was like, I got you guys. <laughs> buy low. Hopefully you'll, you'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was great. I, I, I hear they don't really tour that often. I think they're, one of them's like a day they, trader. Yeah, they haven't been, at, they, they haven't have, been out west, right? They, no, they, they did sound in, they played sound in Fury. In what? 2000. That's right, they did. 10. They did. Maybe. No, I think they played... Are you going to edit this part out? No. <laughs> I think they played in 2011. Okay. I'll be honest, I didn't know they played either. I, I was like looking up videos of them and it said Incendiary. Uh, okay, yeah. 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 And I was like, huh, kind of yeah. wish I would have watched that. Right, yeah. I think they played 2011. <laughs> I, I wish I wasn't trying to commit suicide. <laughs> I wish I could have been able to watch the band. But yeah, I think that... And they did, they did like a West Coast Weekend with Death Threat. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Year. That's right. Um, but they, they don't tour much. Right. Um, and They're another band considered for the headliner, but they don't tour. Yeah. Which is a bummer. Is that Nick's, Nick's call? Nick's down. Yeah. Shout out to Nick. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Nick. I was, like, I was like, Nick, you might. Nick randomly loves the most, like. like out of left field hardcore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. he'll randomly be like, yo, so I was listening to this, this record. It's pretty cool. I'm just like, <laughs> like, how'd you jump into that? How dude? the fuck? Yeah. He says he gets drunk and sometimes just goes through the old Deathwish catalog just to oh, see if it's good stuff. That's good. That's good. Pops on it. Pops onto the SoundCloud page. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Rifles through it. I'm waiting for. I'm waiting to go to his house and see like a framed Hundred Demons poster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Yo, do you know what record? This is totally off subject. Do you know what record Joey and I revisited that is so good? No. Age like fine wine. Hmm. That first embrace today LP. Oh, I wow, soldiers! Okay, we Yo, put it on just like because yeah, just to be like this is this will be funny. We, we had some long drives where it's like what we're we just going to listen to everything, right? And just I think I don't know where how we got to it or what led us we to embrace just, today. I think we're just talking about old Death Wish, and 
Yo, that record is it, so good. It got it went from when it came out being like this is okay to being this band's a, this band's a joke. Yeah, to being this is awesome. Yeah, so, okay. I mean, so, I remember we tried, we tried the second record and that did not hold up. Yeah. It's kind of like it, I just remember that first record being so like loud and like in your face. Yeah, yeah. so that's probably why, like sonically, because obviously feels more now. Yeah, sure. It's sure. like a nails record where you put it on, you're just like Jesus, like, calm down, calm yeah. down. Yeah, whoa. Yeah, got so it. So everyone should revisit. <laughs> Embrace the day sold each yeah. record. Death Wish is gonna be Death Wish is like fuck around. Why, why, why don't we just why don't we just sell three LPs yeah. all of a sudden? Yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, <laughs> so my my number seven, I'll just jump right in. I can almost guarantee that neither of you have listened to this just based off the band's name alone. I know both of you, and I did the same thing, but then for whatever reason I jumped across I'm that. Excited. I know. Magical clouds. Nope, nope. Okay. <laughs> and do, but do you want to know the spelling of it? This is and oh. this this will give you douche chills. Is there a J or a- Oh, fuck yeah, there is. M-A-J-I-C-A-L. So that's magical. And clouds, with, it's clouds with a Z in the end as opposed is to that. Is this on top shelf? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is on, uh, this is on either Sub Pop or Matador. Yeah. <laughs> it, the, the name would make sense. Top shelf, it wouldn't be too far removed. Basically, it's one dude. From Montreal, you're gonna reference a Scott pick here, but he—it's uh, super quiet, minimal, like indie rock stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he tours with like a drummer or anything like that. It gives me the feeling of like, um, you know, like when when the XX first started to come out, and it was like, wow, it sounds like they recorded all their songs in like a closet. And it was like just you know yeah. them doing their own thing. Same sort of vibe. It's like they recorded where they were taking a nap. Right. Right. Yeah. You will not like this record, Joey. <laughs> Jeremy may like this record. Okay. Yeah. So I like I, like I said, I wrote the band off forever. Like, why the fuck would I listen to this? I don't and even know. Labels it on? It's on Sub Pop, I think. Oh, it's on Sub Pop. Yeah, yeah. And like he, he, they do. I mean, they played like the Observatory here in hmm. in uh, California. Observ- Observ- no, the Constellation Room. Oh, okay. I mean, they sold it out, but he's a total oversharer when it comes to like uh, his social media. Uh, but I've never been able to identify like why the fuck did you name your band that? Because that's yeah. a t- like. So people are not. I mean, I just, I just like. Okay, you're from Montreal. You know, I can do, look past the J. People do weird shit up there. The yeah. Z. Oh, I know. Z's can't do hard it. Of course, I'm with you. Yeah. So, anyways, but yeah, Magical Clouds. That record was just. You could listen to it at any time, and it just like puts you in that in that mood of like, oh yeah, this is just very very. Puts nice you in the mood listening. to turn it off and go to sleep. <laughs> you can, and you can also be driving in the middle of the day and be like, all right, I just need to fucking chill out. This traffic is terrible. I'll check. Oh. I'll give it yeah, a, you 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 might like God it. Thank God for Spotify these days. Of man. course, just you, throw something off. Yeah, for 10 seconds. you might like it, Joey. I can almost guarantee you. I need to look at the logo. One second. It's just it's just font. It's just font. There's no. What's uh, the font look? It's bold. That's that's about all I can remember. For for a name that ridiculous. Yeah, you're, you're not selling me on the logo. It needs to be a. Uh... <laughs> Oh, was it just to say it's minimal? Like everything is minimal. That's <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Do you want it to be like? I want, I want it to be magical clouds. <laughs> yeah. You want it to like literally be clouds? Yeah, that'd be funny. It's his the, the logo's like wingdings. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, honestly, like okay. if you're gonna have a name that crazy, right? It needs to. Well, we can we can just throw out. I think that I'll just I'll send him this podcast and just be like, hey, we've got some great workshop ideas for you. <laughs> yeah. You should kind of like. You should think about At this. At least Comic Sans me. Sure, sure. Okay. I like all those ideas. If Scott was here, he'd probably just punch you. <laughs> like, what Scott design, loves Comic Sans. What, desi- no, what design sense you morons have? Are My we all? Seven? Yeah, you're number seven. Band from Germany that I like a lot called Jungluth. Mm, I'm not familiar. G-B-L-U-T-H. I because you played them for me. The record is called Part Ache. Okay. Uh, they used to be a band called Alpinist. Oh, yeah. They started a new band. Okay. 
Uh, Alpinist was like kind of like they're really doomy and heavy and metally sort very, of. Very, very like German DB-ish. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. Not, not, not far, but also had like some Screamo vibes. The last thing they put out was exposed that band Masakari. Oh, okay. This record is unbelievably awesome. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's not too, like if you like Birds and Row for like the really aggressive parts of Birds and Row with like the drop, you know, like kind of like really good, like pickup parts and drop parts, mm-hmm. you'll be down. It's great. It it uh it was pressed in the UK on I mean sorry it was pressed in uh, Europe on Vendetta okay and then over here on um, King of the Monsters oh that label yeah yeah um but it's it? super good everyone should check it out I the, the friends that I've randomly played it for have all been like what the f- yeah how does no one know about this shit it's so fucking good so nice. um I love yeah. I love I love those records on lists where you're just like I'm excited I can put this on here because I like, forgot about yeah, it from yeah. the, since you played it for me it's so I'm excited. Super good I was excited uh when we were just over there kid had the was selling the European version in a distro so now I have both yes yeah. perfect yeah. I'm excited about it uh but yeah so that's that's it everyone check that band out they're fucking awesome you hop right in number six daughter if you leave um, we, all, we, all, we all saw them. Yes. Yeah, we opened for the National. Uh, this was a band that everyone was telling me about that I should listen to before I ever actually did. And then I started, then I got both of the 10 inches mm-hmm. just on a whim. And I was like, maybe this will, yeah, be into this. And I listened to it and I liked it a whole lot. And then I got the full length. I was super down. And then uh, watching them play at the National was, was really good. I would love to see them in their own element, though. It's kind of always hard to watch a band that you could tell has a lot to offer, play to, like, a crowd that's taking their seats. Right, that's a <laughs> little know? bit that's, different. It's a, yeah. They're having some cheese and wine. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, when the, the light is still out in an outside venue and people are just, like, yeah, looking at their tickets, trying to figure out where they're sitting and this right. incredible band is playing. It's a really beautiful record, and it... Uh, when it comes on, my, like, RDO has, like, a, a, a your own station sort yeah. of thing, and so it hits on, like, a lot of stuff that you've played and kind of similar things. Every time Daughter comes on, I'm always like, I, that's right, I really like the band. <laughs> like, yeah. I just, I need to make that definitive leap to be like, okay, I'm embracing this yeah, band. It's, yeah, it's great. It's it's really, really good. That record was also in contention for me. Didn't make the cut. Okay. But it's very good. Yeah. And they were great live. Yeah, they were good. Yeah, I had a, I had a good time. They're, and they're, I took my seats already. From LA, UK. I think the UK. UK. Okay. Very awesome. Okay. Yeah. Number six, Run the Jewels. Oh. I believe it is self-titled. Yeah, I haven't listened to this at all. You should because you told me about Killer Mike. I am familiar with it. I just did not listen to it at all. Oh, it's fucking great. Yeah. Merrick sold me on it. He went and saw them, and then just told me about it, and it's, it's awesome. It's a it's, good record. Uh, Killer Mike and LP. LP. Yeah. Um. Joined up and made Run the Jewels. Recorded this record, put it out for free download, um, press it on vinyl, and it's it's awesome. It's just it's pretty aggressive, it's, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's ten straight up certified club club bangers. <laughs> right, um, that's good. And it's cool just because I mean, you know, they they put it out for free, but then it has like Big Boy from Outcast is on a song mm-hmm. and like. You know, they're able to get those people just from, I think... Well, it seems like the, the relationship that him and Killer Mike have developed, because like ELP produced that Killer Mike record that came out yeah. last year. And so it's like, they had so much fun working together that they were just like, there's no... Why are we why, not, why are we doing, not something doing something? And especially with like how aggressive ELP's last record, or LP's last record was. Like I've actually never listened to LP solo stuff. Oh, that last record's really good. He just talks about cancer. <laughs> And oh. that, that can indicate how heavy it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm excited because they said they're going to do a second record. Nice. Maybe I'll go see them live next time. Spectacular. I look forward to it. I said it was crazy. I think he brought Clayton too. It was apparently like Clayton a did go. 
Yeah, it's a very crazy show. <laughs> That's mm. awesome. Like our future crazy, like stage dives. Oh no! Show. No way! You don't do that at a hip hop show, bro. <laughs> My number six is Washed Out Periscope. Band I haven't listened to. Their first record was awesome. I mean, everybody has heard the song, the Portlandia soundtrack. The song that's played during the intro of Portlandia. Oh. That's Wash Out. Oh. It came, that was from their first EP. Their first record, their, their first full length on Sub Pop was like, it's, there's vocals, but it's like very atmospheric and dreamy, like dream pop. That's like what a lot of people classify them as. This record is definitely more, like, it's more of a, a band, even though it's still just like one dude that's creating all of this. Um, it's, Way, there's way more songs on it. There's like you know catchy choruses. Like it definitely feels it's like a perfect summer record where it's like the uh, and like not summer in a way like we were talking. Like about. Call me maybe. It, not like that. Or we were we were gonna say or I was gonna say like best coast like we were referencing like the first best coast record. That that's a, that's a callback to last year, right, Joey? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just I, I loved it. I didn't grow. I mean, the record came out in like February or March, and like it's the cover with the two people in bed. No, that was the first full length. Nice. This one is just like a bunch of like flowers and like oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, again, it came out. I mean, you know, he plays to a few people. Like you know, sells out like the Will Turn. <laughs> it's it's just crazy. Where it's like, I didn't realize there was one person. See, there's I know so little about this about this man. It yeah. just it's my own issue of like there's so much stuff that has totally. similar names. Oh, dude, just, for sure. Like well, we joked like two years ago about every beach band possible. Exactly. Like when I think of that, I think of this what bleached and yeah. beach fossils, of and, course. And I, I, honestly, the only saving grace for me to like get into it is just like it's all of the digital music, like how you were joking about, you know, like hopping onto Spotify. It's yeah. Like, the old, like the only reason that I fully embraced Wash Out in general was just because I had that ease of access. Where it was right. like, there's like there's probably no way I could get over my record store mentality. Like we all three of us, yeah. ha- all of us have of like, oh, why would we listen to that band? Like, yeah. Oh, come on, <laughs> horseshit. Yeah. So yeah. like, oh, no, that's that pretty fun. Good. <laughs> I'll give it a shot. So yeah, that was Wash Out. And I think you would like it as well. There are songs as opposed to like atmospheres it creates. What's the... I'm trying to think of the genre that Scott would talk about. Oh, uh, oh. Chill, chill Wave. Chill Wave. Chill is, wave. Is, is it Chill Wave? People could classify that as that. Not selling me. But no, but don't... don't this, this is less Chill Wave than their previous record. I only listen to Twinkle Daddy and Scrams. I understand. Not Chill Wave. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Scram's Tumblr, or uh, actually Tumblr Core, or, or Soft Grunge. That's also a description. Soft Grunge, which is perfect for bands like Daylight and Citizen, where it's There's like a term for it. Soft Grunge. Soft Grunge. <laughs> What's Hard Grunge? I mean, Hard Grunge is probably the original Grunge. Uh, so Soft Grunge, because basically it's like it's it's, it's like how Mill and Colin is Soft Core. Uh, sure. Yeah. Well, and Newfound Glory is Easy Core. Like, yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're not, you know, we're hitting on topics that have already been discussed on <laughs> many different message boards all over the place. Yeah. So, so I just wanted to give Mill and Colin a shout out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So soft grunge. I you uh, because you wear a lot of flannels, Jeremy. Touche might be falling into the soft grunge uh, platform. Hey, let's hope you know. Uh, <laughs> you can. You, is you, it better than girlfriend hardcore? Because that's. <laughs> that's, that's, that's that's where that's apparently where we've been hanging out. Girlfriend hardcore, Tumblr core. <gasps> Why have I never heard? You never heard of girlfriend hardcore? No. Have heart verse. Yeah, it's like it's like <laughs> oh fuck. It's like that really misogynistic, ignorant term that totally. was created. It's like oh, girls like it because right. apparently that's a bad thing. Right. I don't, I don't know. Wow. Okay, yeah. girl. Yeah. No, I just I don't think I'd ever heard it. I mean, it makes sense. Like it makes sense as a joke, obviously. Yeah. No. It makes or sense. in actuality. Yeah, yeah. it makes sense. 
I'm the, staying out of this one, guys. This, <laughs> digging those holes. This section of the record store. This, this is where the guys shop, and then this is where their girlfriend shop. Yeah. Uh, I hate people. Yeah. <laughs> you want to do a number five, Joey? I do. My number five record is The Front Bottoms, Talon of the Hawk. This band was introduced to be introduced to me by my friend Jeremy. He's sitting across from you. Yes. Hi. Hi. Um, <laughs> you first played me the first record. This one doesn't really sound like it all that mm-hmm. much. It's just fun, poppy, punky. indie Indie. Yeah. Like, I guess they're a two-piece. Yeah. But... It played with multiple people. Yeah, and... Uh, to an older crowd, you could say it's a... It's young kids doing a Mountain Goats thing. Never, oh, yeah. Never heard the Mountain Goats. I should have listened to Mountain They Goats. have a fuck ton of records, yeah, so I, I don't know where to start with you. Yeah, they, yeah, you got about, like, 14 to choose from. <laughs> yeah. I'll pass. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not... Far from, but also, you could also say, you know, to a younger kid, it's not far off from some like no idea ish, like sure, Defiance Ohio y sort of bands. Latterman. It's, it's just, it's so not, not as nah. aggressive. It's just so fun. Every time I listen to it, I have a good time. Hmm. Um, I like the record. I don't love the record. I like that one song. Twin was, Size Mattress is my favorite Mattress song of the year. One of the best songs of the year. Um, for sure. I'll listen to that because I only listened to this record once and it just didn't resonate with me. So just listen to Twin Size Mattress. Okay. Here's the thing I saw him once. Mm hmm. I probably don't ever need to see him again. Okay. I had a great time seeing him. It was exactly what it needed to be. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like, um, perfect. <laughs> Stored here in my memory. But it, yeah, the record's just a lot of fun. It's one of those records where you're feeling down, you know, long day at work. Right. You throw it on. You, just, you need to pick me up. Yeah, you just, just like call, Just like call me baby. I mean, that's... Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. You want to do your number five, Jeremy? Sure. This will go quick. Drug Church, Paul Walker. <laughs> Nailed it. That's, it's a fucking great record. Great, uh, great colors of vinyl, too. Yeah, 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 weird cover. Well, not not weird. Great artwork in general. Yeah. Creepy, creepiest cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great everything. Um, I was looking forward to this record a lot. Uh, they let me put out a seven inch for them right before this record came out on my label. Yeah, they're a great band. Very accessible. Great lyrics. Really dark shit. I think a lot. I think a lot of people just just not mistakenly, but just lump everything that Pat does together. Like right. as in like. There's no distinct difference between the two, even though like there clearly is. Like, we just so I just got off tour with him, and we've talked about this kind of a little bit, where he feels that there are two completely separate fan bases. For for like both bands, where he's like, there are people that will go see Drug Church that have no idea I'm in another band, right? And then so I, have, I have a feeling more self defense fans would listen to Drug Church, but not the other way around. Like they might a Drug Church fan who found them through No Sleep, right? Is it going to be in? Is it's yeah, probably yeah, yeah. self defense to be like, what the? What is this? Fuck what is this art project? Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Because <laughs> right. you actually have no idea what you're going to get with self defense family. Every right. time they put out like a new split, you're just like, yeah, what's well, this going to okay. be? Right. Where are they <laughs> okay. taking me now? Yeah. That being said, uh, with the story we just did, they had a day off in Glasgow. They wrote a song the day before at Soundcheck, which they then they recorded the next day. Sure. In Glasgow, like they're just. Fly, fly, fly by the seat of your pants. Exactly, right. exactly. Which is something I respect it. Of um, course. Paul Walker is a great record. My plug, they'll be on tour with us <laughs> yeah, yeah. in February uh, for 15 oh, days. This isn't coming out till March. Oh. Yeah. Because oh. that's usually when year and yeah. stuff's released, right? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Okay, cool. Totally, yeah, yeah. Totally. So, uh, yeah, you can just talk about how awesome this I'm very yeah. excited to see them again. Yeah, me too. I saw them, City, in New York. Uh, uh, some college town. Yeah. It was great. It was very good. Yeah, great band. There Exciting. Number five. I was I was bummed that it fell this low, but the national trouble will find me. I know. I, I mean, obviously, all of us are going to have the record on our, our lists. It was just a matter of who was going to put it lower. Yeah, I mean, it, this, the record didn't resonate with me as much as High Violet did, but it, the record was still fucking incredible. Hmm. I, I just it was difficult for me to 
put it higher because I mean not only because I enjoy the other or I listen I listen to the other records more. Um, but it's just, it, it's always hard to come off of a record that was so, I mean, for me. So. Of course. Yeah. We'll talk more about this well, later. Yeah, we, we, shall. <laughs> we shall. I can't wait to hear you guys' further thoughts. Okay. Yeah, I can do number four. I'll just yeah. jump right into number four. This is a hip hop artist named Chance the Rapper. Record is called Acid Rap. <laughs> Jeremy's giving me a look. What are you talking about? He put out, uh, he's from Chicago. Uh, he put out a mixtape in, I think, February or March of this year. I saw him, played out a sold out show at the observatory. Like, I've never seen more people at the observatory. It's one of those things where watching it, I was like, so in like two years, he's probably going to be at fucking, you know, the Palladium or something like that. It's not that big of a jump. I'd expect expect more in two years. True. Two years together, Chance the Rapper. Yeah. He's (laughs) obviously a lot of hip hop. You hit on a lot of tropes as far as like, oh, there's a lot of violence around me. And like, you know, like, oh, I'm fucking bitches or whatever. He doesn't do that. You'd say he takes chances. Possibly. Or he started from the bottom now he's... But so he takes... Similar to Kendrick Lamar in the fact that he like kind of takes on characters and takes on like weird voices and stuff, uh, but not as like extreme as Kendrick where it's like he's doing like skits and stuff like that. <laughs> like he talks about obviously like there's so much violence in the south side of Chicago and like, you know, people are dying all over the place and no one like is really paying attention from like a national news standpoint. And he's just basically saying he's like, a lot of people die in the summer because it's really hot. He's like, why can't there be more spring? So basically, he was just saying, "It's like, why? I just, why is it that the summer is such a, you know, violent time? I just, I want that to go away." Right. And just the way that he expresses himself is very much like, that's unique and that's awesome. And his show was incredible. Like he just had a lot of fun. Like he, I mean, I've been to very few hip hop shows, but he, he <laughs> compared him to Neurosis and the fact that he had a projector behind him okay. and he had that's pretty cool constant, you know, images and stuff that related to the songs and stuff like that. I don't know. It, it's just weird to see a like. A person like him becomes successful. They're, his songs are so dense, and he's singing about such, you know, really thick topics. But it's like people are just like, "Yeah, let's party!" And like, I don't right. know, it's just a weird juxtaposition. Uh, just yeah. a question: um, Which character did he take on on the Justin Bieber song that he's currently on? I know that's the sort of like I mean, Justin Bieber song. Yeah. yeah. See, I was with you so far. Until the record's good. Part. No, because is that what I you made me download? download. Yeah, ask. Um, yeah. I enjoy it, and, it, that, and that's the sort of shit that it's like. Him collaborating with Justin Bieber, where it's like that's that's the trajectory he's on. Or it's like Ludacris did a Justin Bieber song, so shout right. out to Ludacris. Shout, shout out to Luda. But uh, yeah, don't let that color your opinion of Chance the Rapper, Jeremy. Him, yeah, I'll try. <laughs> I listened to the Justin Bieber song. It's terrible. Yeah. His verse <laughs> is terrible. I know. Uh, he was weird. like, I get paid for this, right? Like, oh, oh yeah, totally. Oh, words, I'm, I'm going to be exposed to you know five million people. Like, sure, I'll do this. But yeah, that was my favorite hip hop record of the year. So okay, cool. What do you got? Joey? Uh, my number four record is Dessa, Parts of Speech. Oh, so good. Just missed mine. <laughs> Just missed mine. Still uh, haven't given it a listen. Dude, I know I need to. She's part of Doomtree, which is like POS and a bunch of other people in Minnesota. This is better than the last POS record. It's hip-hop, but it's she sings a lot. And I don't know. There's just something like about her voice that it's, it's so good and just... It's like, like the word that I use to describe it is it's engaging. Like you listen to yeah. it, you listen to it once and then you're kind of like, you just get like sucked into yeah, it. Yeah, You're like, though. what, what's happening here? Cause it's not easily classifiable. Uh, whenever I put it on, Nicole says, Oh, what do we listen to? SWV, which is hilarious that she references SWV. <laughs> but I mean, her, 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 her hip hop knowledge goes very deep. <laughs> I mean, and it, I mean, I would say the majority of the record is her singing, mm-hmm. but I would still classify it as a hip hop record. Huh. Like, Oh, it's awesome. I need to listen it's, to it. You really should. I think you would enjoy it. It's re- yeah, it's she's but she's great live. She was incredible. Let's go ahead and uh, hop in my time machine to to a nineteen ninety five year old me. Nine inch nails. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hesitation marks. I listened to it once. Fucking I listened awesome. to it quite a few times. Yeah, in the van with me. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. Uh, it's my favorite thing they've done since uh, Downward Spiral. Okay. Um, I just kind of... I think I just got into different kinds of music after Downward Spiral, because I was... God, that was like 1994 or 5. Because Nash Nails was my first concert. Nash Nails, David Bowie. Got it. Um, That's a great show. Yeah, it was. Um, Who headlined? Nash Nails? Uh, it was a co-headliner, but uh, that night, uh, Nash Nails. Got it. Uh, this record's awesome. It's really accessible, I think, mm-hmm. for like a, a, the modern music listener. I don't think you have to be a golf kid um, to appreciate it. Right. You know, like I think they've surpassed that. But, uh, I mean, if you find yourself being like, oh, I like Cold Cave, like, you can get it. You know, like, right. he's doing, like, a European tour. Yeah, right? which is insane. Really? Yeah. Oh, Cold wow. Cave's opening, I guess it's, like, two months. And it's, like, Jesus. arena, like... Yeah. Yeah. Pretty small pennies. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember where you stood on it. I'm guessing it was Nick that liked it, but the pop song... Don't like it. You don't like it. Okay. I don't like it. There's a song in the record that, that Just, is really weird. It, oh, it's, okay. it, but it could be... I'm hoping it's, like, a... A jab at modern rock. It's just like it's it's really nice. Did you follow any of his like scores and stuff like that? Like the oh, social network and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are all great. And yeah, yeah. the How to Destroy Angels record did you listen to that at all? Mm-hmm. That, yeah, yeah. That that record is super fucking good. Yeah. Um so yeah, hesitation marks. Uh it, it, if got, you've ever had an interest in listening to Nine Inch Nails, it's not a bad place to start. You know, okay. it, might, it might create a fan base just on its own and then people can go back and listen. I mean it yeah. might be hard for someone to listen to this and go I'm going to check out Pretty Hate Machine, which is the first record, yeah, which yeah, yeah. for me is like yeah. an important record in my life because yeah. that was my well, introduction to them. Yeah, and it's so, I mean, that, that... It's so 80s aggressive. Oh, it's so aggressive. Yeah. It's, it's unrelenting. Yeah. <laughs> Head Like a Hole is a lot different than... Yeah. <laughs> just a little. Just a yeah. little. Uh, and if anyone is interested, in, uh, they should watch the live video that just got put up from their show at the Stable Center because the light show is, it's so beyond anything. He went into it to lose money. Like yeah. he lost money on, on it. Oh, the production. It was a sold out show at the Stable Center. Sure. The production is. I kept seeing people around um, the country on yeah. Instagram posting pictures and it was pretty impressive. It's yeah. epilepsy inducing. It's good for him. <laughs> it's good to see people using their money for cool ways. Of course. Awesome. He has an Oscar. Well, he is. So. Yeah, he's, he's got an Oscar. He's doing okay. Yeah, he's fine. He's, he's accomplished most of what he wants. To yeah. Do. <laughs> do, you want to, do you want to start your number three? Sure, since we've already talked about this. Uh, I don't give a fuck. Self-defense family trying to. <laughs> uh, right when I got the record, Pat and I have a really good relationship at this point where um, I don't think he cares about what, what label people think where as soon as he writes a song or records a song, he'll just email it to me and be like, what do you think? And he sent me trying me like uh, like uh, probably about a month and a half ago, two months ago, and I couldn't stop listening to it. It's awesome, and then getting to see those songs live uh, this last month was great. I'm a huge fan of that band. I think that they're doing things that nobody else is doing, and in their own way, they have no regard for a fan base at all. They don't. They're doing exactly what they yeah. want to do, and uh, it's inspiring. Like in a lot of ways, it's as you mentioned with Drug Church. Like it's very like DC-ish in the way, but like taking from bands that people don't normally take from. Like, they completely openly admit to just straight up stealing from Lungfish, which mm. is a band that, like, not many people would reference no. as something to, to take and from. This is our inspiration point for complete irrelevance. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I mean, irrelevance yeah. as far as, like, yeah. a commercial standpoint. Exactly. Yeah. 
and uh, lyrics under the grate. It's really, really dark. Yeah, it's 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 my favorite thing that that Deathwish has put out in a really, really long time. I think that the same reasons that people from like the Pitchfork world can attach themselves to Death Heaven for some reason. Yeah, you listen to Death Heaven, you're like, why are people from this world appreciating this? Because it's right. so fucking aggressive. Oh, like, totally. This record has such genius behind it lyrically, and then like there's a whole interview side. I don't know if you've heard about this. Mm-hmm, yeah. that is so dark and fucking. <laughs> I compared it to Record for a Dream. It's like you listen to it, you watch it once. You don't really need to watch that yeah, shit again. Totally, totally. Like, there's so much to take from this record. Yeah, I, I think it, it deserves the praise that, like, say the Death Heaven record got for sure. Self Defense Family has been a band for so long. Well, I do. I, I mean, I I joke around about like it being an art project, but it, it literally is because obviously every release is so drastically different. Like, there's sonic similarities, but yeah. the mission behind it is always so it's so focused. Like yeah. whether or not like the themes tie together, it's like what they what he is trying to get across with each record that he releases is so distinct. This is the epitome of that. Yeah, I mean, just going from the fact that they don't have an actual lineup, they have yeah. like twenty friends. The collab, right? right. That, like, hey, who can tour? You know, or like, or who's around to write these songs? Like, it doesn't yeah. matter. Like, they just do what what they want to do, and it's uh, it's inspiring. So. Yeah. Everyone should check out Trimie. Well, because they, they exist outside the context of, 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 of a band. Like, what you can what you can do. It's like, no, you can do this. And it seems like, the, I mean, they've put out, you know, how many records? Like splits, <laughs> splits and seven yeah. inches. And, yeah. You know, within a year, is this their third full length? They yeah. had a record called Disappear Here, which was a CD only. And then they did Sincerely, which was on Rev. Rev, Rev. Under End of a Year. And then they did You're Beneath Me. Right. Which is on Deathwish, and then then they decided to change their name. Right? <laughs> um, but it, after being a band for that long and putting out so many records, it seems like this record is garnishing more attention than anything else they've ever done. Well, I think like, it's weird because I think the the Rev record, if they put that out now, uh-huh. that would translate much better than when that came out. I remember that year they played Sound and Fury when Sincerely came out, mm-hmm. and I remember them being the most talked about band that year because, and I've talked with other people about this too, where it's I think a lot of it has to do with how they are sonically because. When you're at a festival like a Sound and Fury, like a This Is Hardcore, like a whatever, and you're watching so many hardcore bands yeah. in a row, granted, that's why you're there. Right. But then when a band like End of the Year comes on... Oh, this it, is refreshing. You're like, <gasps> yeah. I can come yeah. up. I yeah. can come up for air. Like, right. I've never been a reggae fan, but I'm at a, when I'm at a hardcore show and reggae yeah. comes on in between bands, I'm down. All about it. I'm all about it. Right. Well, so, no, I'll just go outside. That being said, I think that how they are sonically can appeal to a lot of people just because it's not what you're expecting to hear. Totally. It's so different. Self-defense yeah. family will probably also be on my favorite records next year. <laughs> next year. I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I, I did not even consider it for this. I was in Joey's camp. Yeah. So. We're number, number three. three. Number three. Number three. Panic at the Disco. <laughs> too weird to live, too rare to die. I was going to be disappointed if this wasn't oh. on your list. No. I'm it's... disappointed in general. <laughs> well, <laughs> you yeah. were forced to listen to it quite know, a few times. Know, there's, some, there's some songs on there. Uh, fourth full length. This is They've never put out a record that sounds the same, yeah. which is, I think, pretty impressive, especially when your first record goes double platinum and you don't stick to that formula. In fact, your next record alienates... Everybody. And just that they, they, they've kept at it. You know, they're still incredibly popular. And this record, I mean, this is probably my favorite pop record. Or it is my favorite pop record of the year. Um, more so than Tegan where do you, and Sarah. Where do you rank it in their, uh, their catalog, their canon? God, that's such a hard question. I know. I'd probably make it my second favorite record. Okay. Is the first one still your favorite? I don't even, I don't even, I never listened to the first one. I, those songs I like live. Pretty Odd's the second one, right? Yeah. Okay. Pretty Odd's great. It's just really long. This might be my favorite. It's either this one or the last one. This one might be my favorite. The song okay. Vegas Lights has um, Sesame Street stuff on it, and they credit Jim Henson. So 
going after my heart. Yeah, you're already already all in on that. Um, It's just great. Like every, you know, I just, I like what they do and I appreciate it. That's good. So you're stick, you're sticking to your guns. Yeah. You're someone's got to like them. It's funny. Posted like a picture of the record, like, Oh, buy this or something on Instagram. And people came out of the woodworks, closet fans. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, they're out there. Instagram, it's okay. It's okay to say those things. Now you should just tag them in any sort of panic at the disco related. Like, <laughs> no, st- stop that, Joey. Whoa, 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 we whoa, whoa. Were, there was only a one way communication yeah. right here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, there's there's always going to be bands that your, your friends listen to that you have to bust your balls over. But you know, I uh, Joey did play this often in the yeah. band, and uh, I did confuse it for Fall Out Boy just about every single time. <laughs> But, uh, but well, to be fair, I also listen to Fall Out Boy quite a few right, times. Right, right, right. So who knows? Who knows? <laughs> right. But, uh, interchangeable. Interchangeable. But, uh, I would, if I had to choose, I would rather listen to Panic at the Discord than Fall Out oh, Boy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm safely in that camp. They well. do something different. It's not just a rock record. Yeah. Like they, I appreciate them. I, all, for all those reasons you listed, I totally appreciate that band. I mean, I'm never, I'm pop music, generally speaking, like from a larger sense, like it's, it's tough for me to like get on board with and be like, I'm following this. Right. What's crazy to me is that this is their fourth record and they're getting more popular than, you know, maybe not they've ever been, but like they've got back. Right. Yeah. Like, it's just crazy that they've, they have, they haven't plateaued off and are like taking a dive off a cliff. Like, which, no, you know, but they, they're like, like they, Heights. <laughs> but it's like they did after right. the, when pretty odd came out Yeah, and it's true. like, they're not coming back from this. And it's like, they've come back and now, I mean, kind of reinvented selling them. out. There's, like, There's something to be said for any time anyone who plays any sort of I know it's pop, but like any sort of like guitar based band that can come back, yeah, like yeah. reinvigorate. It, it right. doesn't it doesn't happen often. No, you know, with pop music or or R and B or rap music, it's a lot easier to come back. Right. But if you're if you're a guitar based band, it's very difficult. So mm-hmm. for that, I have to give them credit. Totally. Shout out to Panic the Disco. <laughs> P, P exclamation. <laughs> <laughs> You done your three? I've not done my number three. It is the Balancing Composure record, The Things We Think We're Missing. Uh, I know it's in a lot of people's list. Well, actually, I was actually surprised that it was, I mean, it's the list that I've seen published so far. It's like lower. I just thought this record was... It's fucking awesome. It's incredible. It's great to hear people that are much younger than us. You've watched them grow up musically. Because it's like, you yeah. know, like in seeing younger people create music that is immediately identifiable to an older fan base like that that's hard to do like immediately mm-hmm. and it's like that's what balance always did and you're just like wow it's crazy i mean i always joke around with john where it's just like you know young kids playing old guy music and they were just and they're, they're, like john's like that's that's a huge compliment we love that yeah. and it's like it's so cool to see that and then to be able to have them create this record that still retains who they are but then showcases what they're doing in the future just mm-hmm. like that's like that's what you want to do with your second record like that's exactly what you want to do with your second lp so, absolutely yeah i love the record fucking awesome let's do number two balance and composure yeah, <laughs> nailed it i have a lot of uh, ties to it for the fact that i fucking love it and i agree it's i love separation i love i've kept up with everything they've done but this record is it sounds great the yeah. songs are great um <clears throat> It was an incredibly incestuous record with um, the newest Touche record where we recorded with Brad Wood. Brad Wood mixed this record. John sings on our record. Will Yip recorded John's part singing on this record. (laughs) Nick from Touche did the artwork for it. Like, they're happening at the exact same time. So, like, it almost felt like we were both making our records almost together. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's, like, that sort of tie to it, too, um, on a personal level. But And we got to do a record release show together, all that stuff. There's songs on it that are so far... That tiny, the, the, t- the tiny raindrop song, where it's just like tiny raindrops, and um, 
the acoustic song in the record, mm-hmm. uh, which I think the first time he ever, oh, definitely the first time he performed it was at Backside when he did an acoustic set because sure. he had written lyrics, I think, to that song on the drive to the show. <laughs> right, right. So it's just, which is also like kind of an awesome, awesome thing. Sure. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I love the record. It's awesome. It's great. Super great. Uh, number two, this is where things get awkward. Oh. Touche Amore is survived by. <laughs> I, think- I, I knew Joey was going to do this, so I deliberately, and it this- was number 11. <laughs> I deliberately, <laughs> I, I was just like, I'll be able to talk about it in yeah. that context. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, go for it, Joey. <laughs> so anyways, the singer is just a dream. <laughs> so dreamy, so dreamy. I, I mean, obviously I have close ties with the band, and just every record gets better and better. Songwriting. The lyrics are, ugh. yeah, <laughs> um, questionable at best. Uh, but seriously, like, I mean, just every record's better and better. The the melodies, like the the hooks, like it's just it's great. Yeah, and seeing you know seeing the new songs live for about two months also helped. See, oh, yeah. Like that helps. Yeah, it's like it helps tremendously because I mean it puts it in a better context. It was too. it was really funny. Like when we got home from tour, like I would listen to the record and it was very weird hearing the songs that would be played recorded. Oh yeah, yeah. sure. Like, yeah. Well, cuz that's you were used to that in the live setting. Yeah. So, yeah. That's um, the thing with like when I would revisit the newest AFI record, I listen to songs and be like, "Wow, these sound they sound different. They sound a lot different." <laughs> but yeah, so good job. I mean, every band obviously tries to push themselves, but you guys were really trying to be like okay like we we still want to be touche but obviously not not in the sense of like where we're we're really trying to capture anything of what we did in the past mm-hmm. and like especially like the um you know the fact that obviously you guys had songs longer than your average touche song like that's that's not comfortable <laughs> and the right. fact that you guys did that just showcases like yo we're, we are first of all you put up more your third full length like that's very difficult to do it's so like there's 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 so many things leading into that that, you know, I mean, I didn't get to watch your songs for two months, but it's like living with it for as long as I have. And especially just because it came out right around when the balance record came out and I didn't have it as far in advance as yeah. the balance record. It was like, I was glad that I had that because I didn't want those two like competing. Kind of like, yeah. No, totally. But yeah, it's a great record. I just knew I was going to have a chance to talk about it because I was going to put it on there. So I didn't put it on my list. Well, I expected you to have it as number one. So now I'm just... No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> You were casually mentioning the record earlier. Death Heaven, Sunbather. Everybody's putting it. Yeah. It's your number two. Okay. That's my number two. Okay. Ex-members of Makoto, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> I was just like, wait, who? Oh, drummer. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The drummer, yeah. I mean, I've, I enjoyed the last full length and I think what the band does is, is cool. And But this record, it was one of those things I listened to it and it was funny because I got multiple people texting me being like, oh, this is kind of like a black metal taken. It kind of occurred to me, but that only when multiple people pointed out, I was like, "Oh, I like I see the atmosphere can right. work and whatever." The uh, then I saw that I, I really like this record, and then I saw them live, and it was just the way that, especially George as a front man, there's no pretension about what they're doing. Like they're not trying to adhere to any like they don't give a shit. Like how they are in interviews and how they are yeah. is like Twitter totally, <laughs> and like they just don't they don't give a shit about anything in regards to the music scene that they're quote unquote supposed to be a part of. Right. I honestly think that's why so many people are identifying with them where it's just like, Oh, these are like fucking, you know, dumb early 20 kids. Like that's great. Yeah. And I think that, and then because the music on top of that is like mature for their age, I think it just kind of all, that's why it's all kind of come together and people have been like, so freaking out about the record. You know? Yeah. And so I, I just, I, I love it. I think it's, I didn't expect to like it as much as I did, but then I just kept listening to it and yeah, listen to listen to it a lot. 
It is an awesome record. I've listened to it multiple, multiple times. Um, really, really, really enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, didn't make my list, but yeah, because I knew it was on everyone else on planet Earth. Right, list. right, exactly. Yeah. I um, can't believe some of the lists that it's on. It's yeah. insane. Like, I think a lot of it, like, not to not to just give credit to Nick, but I think the art right off the bat is oh, like a really. Totally. I like the record. I think the art is the best thing about the record. Like it's. It's beautiful. It's something to look at, and you and you immediately want to just listen to or and, ch- or check out. And, and it also and it also hits on that point that I was mentioning earlier, where it's like it has nothing to do with the music that they are playing. Like nope. they, everything that they are doing is bucking that idea of like what a metal or black metal band is supposed to be. Totally. And that the cover is exactly that same. Yeah. Context. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Love the record. And it's exciting for me um, to have uh, to, to know that Death Wish is a part of it. I think uh, this year has done a lot for for that for them in general. Totally. And, um, I think the Death Heaven record was a huge step in them getting to sort of remove the shackles of of just being the hardcore label. Of course, you know, like which is something that is it can be hard. You know, like mm-hmm. you 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 look at a label like Bridge Nine or something like that where you just sort of expect what comes out of them. But I think Bridge Nine has tried to put out a bunch of stuff recently, you know, in the past couple of years to make them not be the hardcore label, but yeah. they're still looked at. As of course. Like yeah. It takes years label. to shed perceptions and it takes certain records to like break you through. And yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think that this is the, the time, the time is definitely now for them to have moved past that. And the coolest part is that when you say, and how you just said, it's, it's hard to, to break perception or like yeah. a lot of the labels try to do that by, putting out pop records or like popular records or totally. like more accessible records. But death wish got to do it with putting out yeah. an actual aggressive record. Right. Like, like hey, this hey, is here's, fir- here's our first, here's our first single. It's eight and a half minutes long. Yeah. Like, Enjoy. It, like it's really exciting to know that they didn't change. They, they, they stuck to what they did and totally. what they did ended up. And people came, successful. people came to them as opposed to obviously the way around where it's like, you're trying, you're trying so hard to right. get people to jump on board. The way the, the pitchforks and the stereo gums and all of that, Never wanted to fuck with with anything Death Wish is doing because oh. to them we're just a hardcore label. Of course, but now because of Sunbather, mm-hmm. they are more open to to like the Two Shade record of to con- and converge. Like all we love to leave behind last year got a lot of praise. Totally. Um, so they were like obviously all these things are just sort of adding up. So or I'd like to see that in 2014 like that continues and that they keep an open mind to more labels even yeah you know, for not sure. just death wish totally um because the balance is. record did the same exact thing yeah like, yes there's so many things there's so many outlets that never paid attention to this sort of music and they're kind of like no it's cool like it's cool now we've always been on board with it it's like, yeah. it's like no, no, you no you haven't yeah. yeah just because you cover one record a year in this quote-unquote community that doesn't make you on board with it exactly yeah exactly cool so we have our number ones the National, Trouble Will Find Me. Yay! I'll say my number one is The National. <laughs> yeah! Is it as good as High Violet? No. Okay. Um, oh, that, that was literally, that was going to be my immediate question. And this record honestly took, because when did it come out? April? A, yeah, it was the, er, yeah. pretty early in the year. Uh-huh. And it, it took, like there were songs that I liked, Seal of, oh, Graceless. Graceless? Is that what the Graceless is? Fun. Like those two songs, like right off the bat, I was just like, yeah. fuck yeah. Like, right. um... The record starts on a hard note. It's a song in a fucking crazy time signature, and it just sort of is wavering. Totally. Yeah, and it's just, yeah, so it, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily it, go anywhere. It yeah, didn't. Right. I kept listening to it, and be like, I like this, but I don't love it, and I just it, and it wasn't a chore because I wanted to listen to it. And then I don't know, like when I went and saw when I saw them at the Hollywood Bowl, it just changed mm-hmm. everything. Like I went back and listened to the record and saw it in a completely different way, and 
from then, I mean, just fell in love with it. For like, sure. It, this, it's funny to make this comparison. This record suffers from the Dark Knight situation. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> where, where High Violet is the Dark Knight. Totally. Right? And then, then, then you have to make it the next movie. And right. people you... want it to be the Dark Knight. And then they forget. Uh, and then, then Dark Knight Rises comes out, which is what Trouble Will Find Me is. Right. There's so much expectation put on it mm-hmm. that people almost forget that it's a good record. Because Dark Knight Rises is not a bad movie. No. no not a bad I watched movie. it the other day. Had a good time. Had a good time. Yep. It's, it's not a it, So it feels unfair to be like, mm-hmm. like oh, I don't like it. It's not as good as High Violet. It's like, well, right. do you want it to almost be? Like, let that be a thing. Yeah. Like, Dark Knight will forever be one of the coolest movies of all time. Right. Right. Let that just exist where it, where it is. Right. You know, it's take, take each piece of art as it comes along. For exactly. Sure. Yeah, I know. And, totally. And trouble will find me for me. I agree when I, when I first got, well, I had been nerding out for so long because that, uh, I need my girl song was like, there's like a live recording of it that was like put up like almost a year. Before yeah. The record came totally. out and I was like in love with that song. And there's a song called Rylan, which never ended up on the record too. Which is uh-huh. weird. I hope that, they did songs of the Catching Fire soundtrack too. Um, did you listen to that song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's pretty good. It is really, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And it sucks that the Coldplay song is the single because that song fucking blows. Yeah, but whatever. What's yeah. the song called? It's um, called like it's just Katniss, a one word. Katniss Ever Everdeen. No, it's I don't know. <laughs> it's like push. It's some. It's something super simple, but um, it's it's good. Right off the bat, when I heard "I Should Live in Salt" or whatever, I was like, mm. I was like, uh oh, this song is a little difficult to get into because it is. It's such a weird time signature. It's right. like. And then uh, Demons was the first song that they really debuted, which was like a, they put up like a YouTube you know, oh, yeah, thing yeah. to listen to. And, and I loved it. And uh, just when the record finally came out um, or, you know, leaked, whatever. Yeah. It, uh, there's so many songs that I fucking love on like Graceless, Heaven Faced, I Need My Girl, the actual recorded totally. version of it. And then, yeah, with Joey Singh live was like, okay, yeah, this is so it, fucking good. They're honestly one of, and they're one of the most like punk bands I've seen. And that's weird because they're not a punk band. Having the experience of obviously seeing them at the Hollywood Cemetery and then and then seeing the documentary, the Mistaken for Strangers documentary, like both of those. I still want to see too. Yeah, you guys are, you know, I mean, well, I think it's only played once or twice up here in LA to the notion of them being a punk. Like they, they, I mean, they are like, they, like right. their mentality is so of the mentality of like, we like, I don't know how we got here. That's <laughs> like when, when, the first time you see the, the music video for, uh, the first time I five violet, uh, which was like all just like live tour footage. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you see it like, they're all joking around with each other and they're totally. funny. They're not, they don't take themselves seriously, well, it's like which the, is one of the best know. things. The graceless video—is it the graceless video where they're just running around, dressed? like yeah, 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 like playing in a pool and playing on a giant slip inside? Like one of the dudes like broke his. That's at the that's at the uh, the the singer Matt's parents' house. Oh, oh shit! They got yeah, a nice house. Yeah, yeah. Dude, okay. A lot, lot, well, lot of yard, lot of yardage. They live in Cincinnati, so. Yeah. I mean, we're, they're on the video, just you know, horse playing, and like we're dudes like you know broken bones and like yeah. concussions just from like yeah. having fun doing totally. the video. And then there's like the, I think it was posted on their Instagram where it's like, they have a sheet of how many mic stands he's broken or how many microphones have been broke. How many times he's fallen off the stage. Oh, yeah. Like when, he, the, when he does his run around, I guess it wasn't the Hollywood bowl. I guess it was the Greek where we saw him and mm-hmm. how he said that they were banned from the Hollywood bowl because when I was at that show also, he like took the clock that says how long they have left and <laughs> smashed it. Sure. It's like, yeah. It's, I mean, for for they're playing for in front old, of like fifteen thousand yeah. people, and for just, old men rock, you don't need to do that yeah. anymore. But they do. Yeah, it, it's awesome. I think that like to the point of what you're saying, because like why it's like why it's number five on my list is like I had to talk, be, I had to like talk myself, be like, no, there's other music that I like, like because I'm like 
when the national releases the record, I, it will always be number one until it till something else comes out. Yeah, and I have, a, I have a lot of things like that. Like, yeah, I mean, right now, Manchester Orchestra number one, two thousand fourteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But something else needs to convince me otherwise. Yeah, yeah. record's incredible. Band's incredible. I knew it was going to be on all of our lists. It was just a matter of oh, where yeah, it was yeah, going exactly. to land. Every time they put out a new record from this point on, we should start the podcast by being like, "Listen, where's, where's the <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's like true. an Easter egg." I know. Where's the national? Start start doing a, a yeah. raffle on who gets it, on who put it. Where. Totally, totally. Yeah. I'll take a survey. Be like, all right, guess guess where the national records can come out? <laughs> yeah, on all of our list this year. Uh, my number one record, and this this goes along with the notion of what you were what we were talking about earlier in regards to like recommending a band that you just you know fell in love with, and you're like more people need to hear this and that right. sort of stuff. I know exactly. You know exactly yeah. what I'm talking about. Uh, mm-hmm. This band's called the Marionettes. Oh, oh uh, I thought you were, were going somewhere completely different. Where did you think I was going? I thought you were going to do your normal Cloud Kicker. Oh, okay, no, no. Cloud, I mean, Cloud Kicker's on my list, but it didn't make the top ten. Huh. Uh, um, I've seen this cover and I like it, but I've never listened to it. Yeah. So yeah, this, you pushed me onto this a while ago. Yes. I like it. Records called Hit the Waves. They're they're from Sweden, so I'm they're already I'm already all in on them. Like basically anything from Sweden, I'll, I'll probably like in some capacity. The monsters in them. They're from. Oh, Iceland. that's from Iceland. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Different sorry, country, sorry. Jerry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, the Marionettes, like they this, I listened to this as much as I listened to the first Interpol record. Like when that came out, and just mm-hmm. how collectively I was like, I can't not listen to this. Like yeah. I'd listen to another record, then I'd be like, okay, I'll put that other one back on. And so, and this came out, I want to say in March. So for it to have the staying power that it did. Um, it, I mean, it has all of the elements of like, you know, indie rock. It has like, you know, like the cure involved. It has like a lot of the, I mean, we joked around, but like the whole chill wave, like that sort of bullshit genre. Uh, but it, it's like, obviously it's good. I mean, like, and just no one knows about this band. I mean, it's like, you know, they've got like, put it out? Uh, no, like no, well, Labrador records, like, and they're, they're going to come over here and tour in the States. Like I communicate with them regularly on Twitter. Like that's, they're like, <laughs> they have like 300 followers and it's like, Hey guys, what are you coming over to the States? Yeah. And it's like, they're, they just, they're not known at all over here in any capacity. The record's good. It just all of a sudden happened for me where it was like third or fourth listen. I was like, I can't, there'd be times where I'd listen to it like four or five times in a row. I'm like, Oh, all right. I won't, I'll, I'll, Let's here, on here, it, here it is again. So yeah, I think just because of the re-listenability of it, that's why I just, I had no other choice but to be like, this is my number one record. Right. Very cool. I think I actually did listen to it once and I enjoyed it. I'll go back and listen to it more. Yeah. It's, it's definitely one of those records where it's like, it'll all of a sudden hit you where it's just like, it was compared, it's, you were Vadim, mm-hmm. told me like, yeah, it's not far off from the national. And I, I don't agree with that. Someone said that I don't. I, no, I don't very, agree with that. I remember getting a very like Cure-ish yeah, vibe totally. from it. There's, yeah, totally. There's, there's that like 80s, like, you know, psychedelic furs. Like it has that vibe to it as well. Yeah. But not cheese that makes it just like, whoa, dude, like, come on. Like, do we really need that many keyboards? Like they don't, yes. they don't, they don't kill it. They're a band. Yeah. They, you know, they have that element in there. So, so they're coming over. Coming over, I, I Marchish, Aprilish, or something like that. No date yet. No dates yet. Probably so. Troubadour or something like that. Pro, I would be surprised if they played the Troubadour because I, I, I mean, I don't think anybody knows who they are. So yeah. I mean, they, I, that would be the logical guess. How did you find them? How did you? I just, I randomly, it was again digital music. Just saw the cover yeah. and was like, I was pop onto that, and I was like, fuck T- you. Wow. Say so Tuesdays on Audio are yeah, fun man, day. They're fun days. I was like, okay, this record, yeah. So know the reason. Thank cool. you, Audio. Let's talk about our favorite movies or maybe favorite movie. Okay. This Go. is. This is yeah, it kind of sucks because there's a lot of movies that I haven't seen that are that are like about to come out. Or I haven't seen any of these like holiday. Yeah, like, like I can tell you right now that I need to see her. Yeah, instantly. Sure. 
what's the oh Nebraska sure. Wolf of Wall Street like, yeah I need dude how about how about the Wolf of Wall Street marketing like the Fuck. posters with fucking just, Leo screaming into the mic like you're just um, like why would I not enjoy every minute of yeah, this movie so I, many movies yeah. still I've heard people who've seen it they compare it to Goodfellas but they've called it Great Fellas or Better Fellas and it's like wow. and and yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah I mean I haven't seen any like yeah there's still so many movies there's a, yeah there's a cat I mean I think we've said it every year when we talk about movies yeah. like, there's a caveat that we haven't seen a lot I of did stuff. see American Hustle and it's <laughs> fucking great okay. is it so yeah. you need to see that I still. want to see that too so, um, so can we say this is our favorite movies aside from uh, right, aside well, from holiday season because we're going to revisit it my favorite movie is not the best movie of the year that's fine of uh, the movies I've seen I'd say right now probably Gravity is probably the best movie I've seen okay my favorite movie of the year and, you know, there's something happened that might have a little something to do with this, but Fast and Furious 6. I have not had more fun at the movies <laughs> since Fast and Furious 5. It's a great movie. It's R.I.P. Paul Walker. Loved it. Um, but it's so fucking good. Yeah. Like, I got my, I got my Scott, if Scott was here, he'd be laughing at me. So fuck you, Scott. Yeah. Uh, but I got my, I, I, I showed it to my wife. She was like, great movie. Yeah. It, it's, <laughs> yeah it is everything I want in that movie. And that kind of, like, if you're going into the theater to see a, Movie with explosions, not so great acting, but just like there you go, like that's. So you went and saw a different movie. I'm just kind of confused about this. Not so let's let's talk for a minute. Yeah, and once you said that, I'm like, nope, Joe's not following you. Joe's not following you. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I don't yeah. know if you're familiar with him. He's great in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like I like the amount of uh, baby oil that, and obviously the joke that they had in the middle of the movie about him using so much oil. Yeah, <laughs> oh, so good. It's it's you know it's it's great. Like I said, it's not the best movie of the year, but it's the most. It's my it's a favorite fun movie. movie. Yeah, I kept Nothing going through. My, I kept going movie. through my. I, I don't know. I, you don't I, have to walk out sad all the no, time. No, not at all. I kept going through like the list of movies I enjoyed, and then like looking through like 2013 movies that came out and movies that I saw, and just I kept coming back to this and being like, "This is my favorite movie of 2013." Okay, it's a great movie. There you go. Yeah, my favorite movie was Spring Breakers. Okay, really, really. I uh, th- I, I saw liked it. I saw it three times in the theater. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I saw I, the first time I saw I bought it on Blu-ray. I haven't watched it since I bought it. I bought it on DVD because I don't have a Blu-ray player. I know. We've already gone over this. We've already gone over this. But they're like 80 bucks now. I know. It has, it has nothing at this to do point. At I know. This point? I know. I know. I'm not going to have your DVDs. I don't want to vaporize them. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even say we shrink wrapped. <laughs> so good. Joey's like, I can give you an instant collection of Blu-rays. You're, I'm currently you're watching cur- it on DVD. You're currently the dad who still has Laserdisc. Yeah, well... And, you're and, a dad, but and I mean, you haven't moved on. You both, you both know me. When I view movies at home, I don't... I, I Honestly, I, well, there are very few movies that I just view on, at home, like, on the TV. Yeah. I very rarely watch DVDs. It's usually either through, like, Netflix or right. my iPad. Yeah, I guess I'd never turn on the... Yeah, it's either Netflix or we just run a movie on iTunes. Right, so that that's my thing where I'm just like I don't I, I'm like I, I'm already I've already invested in the I still have VHS tapes like even though I don't have a VHS player but anyways I'm just a slow adopter when it comes out so don't fuck, get off my fucking case all right. Side note, did you order the Maniac VHS? No, I didn't. Okay. I'm not going to do that. I, I don't still purchase VHSs. Okay, uh, but yeah, Spring Break it just it affected me. I, I just I, I couldn't believe like I couldn't believe what I was watching. I was just like in the. I mean, it's just it's basically just like a music video, like a gigantic music video. And like, I mean, I will admit that I, I the, the soundtrack. I really had to debate on whether or oh, not I would put it. Huge Harmony Kern fan. Mm-hmm. Gummo is one of my favorite movies. Great. Uh, I appreciated that it's oh, it's like almost a hypnotizing movie. How they just totally. keep going back to like spring break yeah, and yeah, like yeah. slow motion, and the soundtrack is like yeah, it's really abrasive. Totally. Um, but. 
if I was to do a top ten of the year, mm-hmm. Spielberg's would be on there. Yeah, I, yeah. I enjoyed it for for all the reasons that it should be enjoyed. Right. Yeah. But I appreciate why it's there. Yeah, and, and the I mean, it's like I get like there's there's a huge argument in regards to the last like 15 minutes of the movie, I, awesome. and like no, there's no spoiler. No, there's no spoilers. Um, hypnotic is a, is a perfect word for it. I really felt like I I left the movie theater being like. I experienced something. I was totally yeah. in something that I couldn't like. Once it was over, I was like, "Oh wow, I'm joining the real world again." Yeah, so, and I and I appreciate the amount of uh, acclaim it got to like your your uh, your normal top forty audience to totally. where they walked out just being like, "That's the worst movie I've ever seen." I I the last time I saw it in the theater, I saw it near uh, the UCI Irvine campus, and yeah. there were three dudes who like clearly were on some sort of sports team. Yeah. And I was like, once they sat down, I'm like, they and they totally sat. One seat apart from one another, the gay oh, yeah. buffer, oh, obviously. Course, yeah. I don't yeah. want no fag sitting next to me. Like my good friend, he's a fag and he sits next to me. But they left and I was like, I was just kind of like just waiting to hear something about them talking about it. And they were totally just like, dude, there was just not enough tits. I thought we were going to see like, and I was like, this is perfect. They yeah. went in there wanting that wanting- and they didn't get that even though there were tits all over the place. Right. Especially the first few minutes of the movie, but. It was sold. Yeah, yeah. and J- and James Franco, like no joke, he should be nominated for an Oscar for what he I did. I love that. the can- that. There's a campaign. It's so because it, is there a campaign to get him nominated? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he kills it. He's, he's just, there's a, in the middle where he's just like, look at my shit. Oh, that's yeah. He's just going around showing these girls his guns, his cars, <laughs> and like he is so like. Uh, this the is the Klein perfume. Yeah, he's like, this is the fucking American dream. Look at my shit, and you're just like. How are you channeling this character? It's that amazing. scene and the, the piano Britney Spears scene oh, are, are two yeah. of the best. But yeah, it's, uh, yeah, anyways, it's an I, awesome movie. Yeah, I could go on, but I won't. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> what, was, what was yours? Uh movie that didn't get a lot of acclaim. I feel like you saw it. We talked about it. Prisoners. Oh, yeah. I did see it. Did you see Prisoners? I did not see it yet. Heavy. It's heavy. A lot of people said, uh, critics of the movie... Hugh Jackman, not believable. Like they just didn't. I see. I've heard that too, and I didn't think he was. I didn't think I, he was bad. I heard someone review it and be like, Hugh Jackman needs to just do Wolverine movies. Like he's yeah, a terrible yeah. actor. Right. Wow. I think I read this. Yeah, I can't remember what that was, but I, yeah, that statement. I, I, I thought I, was, I, I thought thought it was good. good. No, I didn't think that at all. And then when they said that, I was like, Am I like stupid for yeah. thinking differently? Yeah. It's. Have you not seen it? No, no. It's I'm really, really. I really. Good. I wanted. I, I want. I was like. I don't think I want to see it in the theater. I will wait for it. And now that it's. Well, I think it's leaked. So um, I it's, down, I've downloaded it. It's not. legally. <laughs> you can't hear me winking. Yeah. I like Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a fan of his, and his role in it is almost like as if the gro- it's the grown up version of his character from Zodiac. Zodiac. I was just which, was, say a, that, which yeah. was a movie that I also really liked that not a lot of people did. Loved it. Yeah. Um, if you like Zodiac, it's really, really, really like pretty close. Similar. Was it like, you that Jake Gyllenhaal like developed like right. things in his about his character that were just never explained, but just to like make him like just had a the, lot of conversation because he has like a he's like a, a tick, like a nervous tick oh, or something, okay. right? Or, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. I remember he's wearing like a stonemason's ring in it. He has all these things that a like Freemason, Freemason. Yeah, oh, Freemason. I'm stonemason. Is the Simpsons? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Simpsons. The Simpsons. Yeah, exactly. My, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? My is talking <laughs> I just got over the flu. My brain does not work today. I'm just fine. Okay, yeah. Freemason. He has a Freemason ring. Got it. He's got like tattoos on his neck and stuff like that. That like like are all symbols to all these things mm-hmm. that make when the movie started getting reviewed or people were talking about. It, they're just like, what the fuck is this all tied to? And then he talked. Then Jake Gyllenhaal came out and was like, "I wanted to create a character that no one understood. Like, I pers- there's there's a reason that you never see him at home. The only time you ever see him in the movie is when he's doing his job. 
awesome. Because you don't want to you don't want to build this other oh what kind of guy is he? He yeah, just wanted yeah. to be a dude who works. Got like it. all you find all you really know about him is like oh I heard you you've solved every case you've done right things like that like we're just like yeah dude, it's, it's all it's all in reference to his it's, job right? exactly yeah. exactly but you don't really know what his story is sure. like when he's first introduced you're almost like is he the bad guy? Yeah, yeah. there's seriously a second where you're like oh so he's the bad guy obviously yeah, yeah. um what's cool about the movie I think is that like. You know, there's been a million, like, you know, kidnap kid movies, like... Right. But, like, there's just little things in it that are just so fucking weird mm-hmm. that just kind of sets it apart. Um, it makes you want to watch it a second time. It's pretty... Cool. Yeah, to, like, see, like... From what from what I gather, it's pretty unsettling, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Awesome. It's it's definitely worth seeing. Uh, speaking of movies that just recently came out, I would have thought that I would have instantly said, Inside Someone Dies. Yeah. I just saw it the other night. Uh-huh. Need to see it again. Okay. It's... Good. Well, it's, it's, I mean, it's probably put it akin to what's the uh, Jewish dentist movie? Serious Man? Yeah, there you go. Did you see it? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it inside the world. Yeah, Serious Man took me till the second or third watch for me to like it. Right. When I first saw it, I walked out saying, I don't I know. Yeah, I've only, I've only seen it once and I haven't revisited it yeah. for that very <laughs> reason. Yeah. So, Inside the Lone Davis is great. Incredible soundtrack. Incredible mm. soundtrack. Yeah, it would better. Um, yeah. <laughs> when you're focusing on the 1960 yeah. folk like, music scene. kind of crazy is when the songs are played in the movie, uh-huh. they play the entire song. Wow. It's like, yeah. Here you are. Yeah, you're enjoying it. Like, there's a lot of music in the movie, yeah. and which is you know, important. But but uh, I was telling Joey over text message that it was like either this movie has so much symbolism mm-hmm. that you need to rewatch it to try to pick up and kind of piece things together, or it has no symbolism at all and it's a movie about nothing. Right. So it's it's one of those situations. So I definitely want to watch it again. But I wanted to walk out saying, "Holy shit!" Because that's what I was expe- when you texted me that I was kind of like, "Oh," because oh. I saw that you like you posted a picture on Instagram, yeah, and then I saw there was like. Long stuff, and I was like, "Well, I'm not even gonna. I don't want to look at this. I didn't want to know anything yeah, about yeah, it." Yeah. So I assumed you loved it. So when I saw that, I was like, hmm. "Huh?" Yeah. Steve Padula, who was the guitar player who was in Thursday, mm-hmm. um, he's my go-to film friend because he went to film school. Uh, he actually like was in the same film group as David Gordon Green and and all those guys. Like they okay. all made shorts together and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So whenever he he and I's relationship throughout all the years of like being friends with Thursday and stuff, like. Our relationship is primarily based on talking about movies because mm-hmm. he's very similar, like a lot of the same things. But his brain is much bigger than mine. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, like when I walked out of a serious man, I texted him and was like, "Did you see it?" He's like, "Yeah." I was like, "Help!" Yeah, I don't, I don't know what to feel about and this. He in like two sentences made me understand the movie. So, I, right when I walked out of this, I was like, "Have you seen it yet?" He's like, "I'm planning on seeing it this week." I was like, "Please get back to me." Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm interested to hear what he's going to say. But I think okay. if you walk in without any frame of reference, you could be like, "Okay, yeah, it was, it was cool." But I wanted something more. I think. I think because I've been looking forward to it for like a year. Yeah, since you started reading. About exactly. It. Dude, um, on that on that same um, notion of watching something that like there there's a movie that came out this year called Upstream Color. It was uh, directed by this guy named Shane Carruth. He did this movie called Primer that's on Netflix. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like a time travel movie. He's only this guy's only done two movies. Uh, the movie, this movie, Upstream Color, is about ninety minutes long. Um, about sixty minutes through, I was like, I still have no fucking clue what this movie's about. <laughs> like, right. it's with the exception of like Spring Breaks, as far as cinematography is concerned, it's easily one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen. Like, it, not only this year but in general. Um, and then when it's over. You were just like that reaction of just like yeah. I like I was bummed I saw it by myself because it's like I need I to talk about I it. Need, like what the fuck it's like yeah. it is it was the most unique 
experience I have watching a movie this year. And I want to give uh, one last shout out to uh, my most unique movie watching experience to The Conjuring. Oh, yeah. Who, oh, yeah, yeah. I saw this movie. It was, almost and, my, it was almost what I said. Really? Yeah. It was almost my favorite. I saw this movie in the least scary possible oh, situation yeah. possible. That's right. We were texting about yes. the van. I was <laughs> sitting yeah. in a van yeah. filled with people during the day, <laughs> and I was fucking terrified. So I just remember keep, I just kept like Joe was sitting in the mm-hmm. bench behind me, and I knew he was watching it. He and he had to be actually talked into watching it. He was like, yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he would just I would look back at him, and he'd just take one headphone off and be like, "This is fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> this is fucked up." Think. Thank goodness I could pause it. Oh, dude! Come, like, relax and go back in. Watch it. Yeah, best, best scary movie is since The Ring. Watching watching movies like because I did. I mean, I watched it by myself yeah. with it on my on my iPad with my headphones at night. Fucking awful idea. Like, because I was just like, what is this gonna end? Like, yeah. Oh, it was awful. I, th- I mean, it was awful oh, in a good way. In a great yeah. way. Yeah. It's oh. it's. Fucking great! Yeah, like, it was so well done. I had seen the preview, so I knew what was going to happen with the clap thing. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. Whatever. But uh, so when that movie came out, I went and saw it with a uh, scuba who plays bass in Hesitation Wounds yeah. when, when we first did shows because we had an afternoon to kill. And I went and saw it, and I, it was so fun to watch that movie. Like it was our first time both seeing it. We were both freaked out, but the clap part came, and he didn't know it was coming. So I was so excited to just look at him. <laughs> like, where? Yeah. Dude, literally, like, flew out of his chair and like, kicked <laughs> in the air, and was like, "Fuck." Best horror movie in, in so long. Yep. And I'm pretty sure that afterwards I instantly watched. It was either We're the Millers. No, or you watched you watched uh, Monsters University. Monsters University. Yeah. 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 You, needed a, you need a palate cleanser. You yeah. need to get that out of your yeah. system. Yeah, I went the complete opposite direction. Monsters University, a little happy Pixar movie. Yeah, yeah. And you and bo- have either of you guys seen Filmage, like the Descendants? No, documentary? no. yeah. You guys have all the showings or the, that around here were when we were gone. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right, that's right. It was. I mean, it's incredible. I'm sure. TV show? TV in general. Was there stuff that you guys watched that was awesome? Yeah. Shows that have already existed, really. Just yeah. new seasons. Breaking Bad, blah, blah, blah. Great. Okay. Right, of course. Um, there well, was, let's all agree that was yeah, awesome. Cl- clearly. Clearly yeah, it was all right. Past it. There yeah. were, it's the, the new like short form like anthology series things that shows that uh, I think it's like changing everything. Mm-hmm. Like Top of the Lake, which was on Sundance. Oh, mm-hmm. Broadchurch, which is now, being, of course, being turned in right. on America. Like both those were incredible. Well, I think um, that the on that same notion, there's a show called Black Mirror. I'm, in, I, we just finished the first episode, dude. It's fuck you. Come on, yeah. like, get, like it's. It, I know nothing about what you're talking about. because basically it's like okay in in the UK. I mean, obviously a lot of their broadcasting is based off of either public funding or corporate funding, right? And to the to the point of where they don't have to worry about commercials, so they can tell writers of stories can tell their story in 40 minutes in 120 minutes all of these like so all like bbc america like they, they did just like sherlock and all these other shows where it's yeah. like their season consists of three hour and a half long episodes and okay. you're just like like when in america could that work yeah, they yeah. call it a miniseries and so it's just like it's amazing to see all this content be put out over there where they're just like hey 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 writer hey person that has a really great idea how about you tell your story period and it's like okay. that's great why so, can't that exist over here? The the they described Black Mirror as because it takes place, I think, a few years in the future. I've only seen one episode, so I'm going. Yeah, I've it, watched I've watched four of them. There's only six episodes in general. So. Um, and they described it as Twilight Zone in like the technological age, hmm. where it's not like science. I mean, I don't know. So how it's like the Matrix. No, 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 no. no. But it's yeah. like just because it's. I don't. I'm assuming each 
episode is stand, can it's stand on its own. Yeah. Like, it's just like they tell their story, they move on, they tell their right. story. Like, that's the, that's and the that's Twilight what, like, Zone. the Twilight Zone. But it's like... like in, so each episode is different. Yeah. Okay. Is there a crossover at all? No. And they're the... It's basically centered... Usually each episode is centered around some piece of, like, technology that, like, it's, it's not so far reaching where you're just like, oh, I'm watching... It's all stuff that's going to probably right. be here. It's not like you're watching Minority Report and you're just like, that's just never going to happen. Like, yeah. Or The Matrix where you're just like, come on, that's just never going to happen. This right. is like, oh, wow, like that seems like that's like right around the corner or happening literally right now. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to keep watching it. Um, apparently the third episode is the best. It got so offered. And yeah, Robert, Robert Downey, Downey Jr. bought it for a movie, an upcoming movie. He bought the one, third episode. One wow. episode. Because wow. and, and, it's just so, you could see why they did it because it's so fertile to be made into a movie. You're just like, gotcha. there's so many, but yeah. Um, oh, and I wanted to mention Rectify, which is the most depressing show I've seen in years, <laughs> but it's, it? in, it's called Rectify. It's on Sundance too, right? Or no, yeah. that's on, no, it was on Sundance. Have, oh, okay. And it's it's like six or seven episodes about a guy who was on death row and gets let out for, it was like DNA or, or something, but, you know, just him like coming back into town, his small town where he grew up, trying to integrate like, back in, right? And it's super fucked up. But that's not my favorite show of the year. Orphan Black is my favorite show. Oh yeah, of the year. I haven't watched any of that. Yet. Orphan Black. Yeah, it's on B- BBC America. I don't want to give much away. I mean, it's like science fiction esque, but it's not like nerdy Star Trek science fiction or even like you know Fringe X Files. Like it's a very yeah. incredible. Cool. She, she plays all the same characters, right? Yeah. Like, she plays like six or seven different people, and it's unbelievable Like how, how good she is. Different accents, different... The, every character is completely like different. High, so it's like Summer High Tide. Right. <laughs> it's a perfect comparison. <laughs> but not incredibly annoying. Okay. Um, it's great. Um, season two is coming in April. I'm very excited. Cool. Um, but that is my favorite show of the year. I'll run through mine quick. If you didn't watch any of the Vice documentaries on HBO... They're all I saw great. a couple. They're great. They're so fucking good. Like it's yeah. the most serious they've ever been in covering shit. It's still yeah. self-grandizing the fact like look how fucking cool we are. Like yeah. we're Vice, but what they have done with each story, it's in fifteen minutes to make you understand a very complicated top, like a very complicated social topic in a usually third world country right. is impossible. They totally. do it, and it's entertaining, and then you're, you're like, I know something now that I did not know, and that's shocking. Did, didn't they right. do, like, before the show, they would do, like, I don't remember what it was called, but they had, like, a series on the web, like, of just, like, shorts of, like, oh, we're in, we got into North Korea. That That is the last episode of the second season, where they they send Dennis Rodman as an ambassador. Yeah. No, but this was, like... Okay, I didn't, I didn't was, see any of those shorts. This, and then, I think they were just, like, five, ten minute long. Oh, they were probably like, just snippets of... It, but it was, like, two, three years ago. It was before the oh, show. Okay, okay, okay. And it was only online, and I think that's kind of what how Spark. they got this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they're all incredible. Like Bill Mars, like the executive producer, and so it's like he lends. You could tell. I mean, not only does he lend his credibility, but like how to craft a narrative, yeah. and like, yo, this is how a news story should go. Um, no, I need to watch them. I, I have HBO Go, so I, they're so like really, really good. Yeah, the, the episode that stood out to me that I remember watching was. Uh, the one that shows how empty so many cities in China are. Totally. That's terrible. cities. Yeah, it's, I mean, these massive, massive buildings. Like, I mean, stuff that you would see, like, you know, it would be like Las Vegas, like a, a fucking casino hotel, and you were just like, there's literally no one, li-, or there's like one light on. Yeah. And there's like one, or there's, there's one person cats. who's just, who's just like, yeah. keeping the lights on. Totally. And they're just like, yeah, everything just keeps getting built, but no one's here to live in them. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Again, and again, it's just, it's focusing on such like these things that like seem, well, they don't seem obvious, but they are just complicated topics that they're able to distill down and not like 
try to sway your opinion anyway. They're just like, this is fucking crazy. This is happening. You should know about it. Hannibal on, on NBC. Amazing. I couldn't get into it. Oh, loved Nicole it. Nicole loves it. Watched a few episodes and just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Loved it. it. In the middle, it's definitely a slower burn, um, but it's just, it's such a beautiful show. It's shot really well. It's Jesus, it's, yeah. It's, it's pretty to look at. The Americans on FX was Great. awesome. Basically, that just took over, like, if anybody's dropped out on Homeland, like, that's... Which you should, because that's just fucking garbage. <laughs> yeah, that's what everyone I says. I need to finish the new season. I didn't... Yeah. Hey, have fun, man. <laughs> you finished uh, it. The, uh, the Bridge on FX as well. Still need to watch the season finale. It's been sitting in my DVR for about so three good. months. Yeah, so but, those were those were like the new shows that came out. That what do like, you think about the bridge? Because it was it was one of the main writers at Homeland, mm-hmm. and someone else did the bridge. Mm-hmm. She left and went back to Homeland, but he the, the, <laughs> it was a guy and a girl, and she yeah. was the more like straightforward stuff, and he was the weirder stuff, right? So she's gone, and it's like now it's just the weird. Did you did you yeah. like the weirdness? Oh yeah, the weird like, parts do it. Yeah, or? there there's nothing I didn't because she was like the straight like serial killer like right, that right. stuff was her. That that was the storyline I le- I liked the least of yeah. the whole thing. Um, so I, I like I was fine. I, basically, everywhere it went, I was just like, this is great. It's yeah. like just nothing nothing like that is on. Yeah, and it's like, wh- and the fact that it's on like a major network. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I guess cable FX, network major yeah, networks now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but with subtitles, right? Like. American people are stupid. Right. They don't like to read subtitles. And that's the, there's a show that's on... Uh, I need to watch it. The Return. Oh, fuck, I need to watch it. Yeah, there's a show called The Return that's on I've Sundance. Seen. I can't remember. They're, they're the same, they're the same they're channel. Hard to find. Mogwai does the entire soundtrack. Huh. They released an album for it. It's called... Yeah. Like, well, it's, in, in, it was a, it's a French... Well, it's a, I wouldn't even call it a zombie. It's basically, yeah. it's like people die in a bus accident. And then all of a sudden, years later, they just show up and they're like... Hey, mom. Hey, dad. And they're just like, what the fuck is happening? And so basically it's about that. Like not only the families and the people who passed away, they're just trying to adjust to one another. And they're like, like medical, they're like, nothing is wrong with them. You know, they're not trying to eat brains. Like they're just like, did they age? What? No. They're like, what do we do? And so it's just, it's called the return. The return. Yeah. Yeah. It's in, in, in front, in, France, it was called like Les Revenants, and that's like what the Mogwai record is. And okay. so it's just beautiful. So, parlez-vous huh. français? Yeah, uh, un poquito. <laughs> <laughs> was there anything that you you viewed, Jeremy? Or it's just, it's uh, it's more of just uh, catching up. Shows that, well, shows that have already been on that I very much like. I think my favorite for this year was the new season of Newsroom. Oh, I'm a okay. huge fan of that show. I enjoy it quite a lot. I didn't watch any of the, the second season. It's Fucking great! You, you, you tried, you just don't care. Yeah. Did you? I'm out. Did you drop off at all? Because the first season, I just dropped off like seven episodes or f- fifth or sixth episode. Like it just wasn't bad. But I was just like, oh, oh whatever. It just I didn't stayed with it. Okay, I, I enjoyed it a lot, and uh, and just finished the new season of Boardwalk. Okay, do you watch that at all? Nope, dropped yeah. out of the first season. Yeah, huh. yeah. Well, well, there you go. What else do you like, loser? <laughs> yeah. yeah, sorry, I don't watch watch TV shows on Sundance well, and IFC. Watch, he's, he's gonna be like, dude, last, last season of Dexter is awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. Nah, <laughs> did you watch it? I, I fucking tortured dude. myself with that. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I would rather Irish. I would rather watch the season season three of Homeland a million times before I'd have to watch the last season of Dexter. Okay, see, I, yeah, Dexter's a show. <laughs> I, I tried watching, I watched a few of the first seasons, but uh, I stopped. And, um, but I, but I did recently hear that, uh, I don't give a fuck if this spoils it for whoever listens. Yeah. So his sister finally dies. That's cool. Yeah, she yeah. sucks. She's like the worst character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So oh, for sure. It's almost worth watching to see her. Very, very. I'm sorry. No, no, it's not almost worth, it's not. I can assure no, you. I can tell okay. you it the, is. The, the, the quote unquote payoff from whatever you feel of that is, it's not 
not worth it. Yeah. It okay. is the worst series finale I've ever seen. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Even, even more so than, than Dallas when he wakes up and it's all a dream. It was all a dream. <laughs> well, I think that's 2013 for everybody. So that, yeah. that gives everybody enough homework to, if you haven't paid attention to these records, get on it. Movies, get on it. TV, get on it. Good times. See you next year.